Welcome, listeners, to another session of D&D 5th Edition Yalzar Campaign. I am once again and always your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I'm joined with my stable party of four, and the ranger should be here sometime later on, starting with our warlock. I am Morin. I'm playing Vin, the halfling warlock. Our paladin. That's me, Michelle, and I'll be playing Bork. Our cleric. That's me, I'm Hayden, and I'm playing Ogden, the Dwarven Cleric. And bringing up the rear because he has twice the movement speed of the rest of the party, the Monk. Uh, yeah, that would be me. I'm Frodo, uh, playing Monk Tenchi, and why are you putting the guy who drives the most in the back? Really? Poor tactic. I'm going to assume that you just got, like, distracted by a candy on the ground or something. <laughs> a shiny thing. Right. That's probably more accurate than I'd like to admit. Anyway, yeah, so... so yeah, this is the first time we, uh, we got the intro right. Oh, yeah. Second time, you got it right last time too. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. I, I tried to to not make a lot of fanfare about it because I would, thought I'd trip myself up with it. But yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, okay, so returning listeners, uh, and just to catch myself and the party up, the party had finally made preparations complete and went uh, into the darkness that is shrouding an entire district of the great city of Yao, the capital city of the entire world. And they just walked into it. They are being escorted, or slash escorting, however you want to look at it. What was it? Eight guards of of Yao? Yep. And also they have Aurelius the the Twelfth with them. Not to be confused with Aurelius the Fourteenth. Right, or any other. Apparently he's a giant Amazing how fast rankings change in that uh, that subsociety. Right. So, as I recall, it is a two-day march planned ahead, and at the end of campaign last, you all had noticed that you're being undeniably followed and surrounded by shadowy beings. Right. Those things. It would be worth noting that the guards have not responded to this to these threats that you were perceiving. Uh, hmm. Didn't Relius like say that like point out that we were being followed also and that he was like keeping up the rear to look for things? Yeah, to keep them off of us. I don't think he said that because he also doesn't seem like the person who could do that. I've seen to remember it, Sean. It might just be in the back out of sake of convenience of everyone's piled into the line, and he just happens to be in the back. Yeah, right. Anyway, well, if the guards aren't reacting, I'm not too terribly worried about it either, but I am going to have my uh, hand in my weapon. Naturally. All right. Then I suppose we continue the march. Did we ever light the lantern? Yeah. Okay. We, lit, we lit it as we were walking in. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's the only reason we can actually see anything in here. Yep. And do you guys have enough oil? Was that a question or a statement? Uh, question. I assume we probably filled it with the alchemy jug when we had it. And we haven't used the lantern since you got it. So. That's true, but do you think that the lantern is going to last two days on the pint of oil that's in it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> nope. I don't have any. 
Yeah, it's totally something I did not think of. Think of that. The guards should have, because they have a lantern of their own. They also, that's also their own racks, and they're not going to give us their racks. No, but if we're with them, we can eat some, you know. Who else besides Fort uh, made it so that they don't have to see? Um, I have the only one. I, I know. You and I are the only ones with it. No, I bought some too. No, I'm the only one that didn't. But I uh, haven't rubbed it on my eyes. It's sort of a backup since it freaks me out that it lasts a really long time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Likewise. Hey, watch so, out for a beat. So, you guys continue your march? Yep. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Allow me to roll some event dice. Uh, you're just hoping that six hours of lantern fuel will last two days. It won't. No. Sorry, this is an Old Testament plot here. Who's got yeah, we some... don't get a Hanukkah situation here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we oh, all the prep work we did, we didn't think about oil. Oh, well. Okay, right, uh... So, rolling? <laughs> so, no, you guys aren't rolling shit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, you all... March with the guards for a couple of hours. Any attempts to look out to the sides of your party, you know, like amongst the decrepit and molding buildings? Every time you look out, you see these shadowy sort of imp-like beings. Uh, you know, just outside of the light reach, just just outside of being perceivable fully. Um, There's they're skulking and stalking your party, but not brave enough to interact. And after a couple of hours of your march, you find a sort of beacon of light in the distance. And you all, anyone looking in that, in that direction, which is dead ahead, can see that there is a man holding a... A uh, orb in his hand, left hand up above his head, and that's what's making the light. And he has a sword in his uh, his offhand, and he's like just like pointing it, threatening the darkness in all directions. Are the guards heading towards him, or? Well, he's on your pathway, so yes. Okay. I guess we'll uh, make ourselves known. Okay. With the darks, do but okay. My my point is that any interactions that you guys have with outside sources, the guards are going to defer to you guys. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Um. Well, I want to see what this is about, so I, I'm cool heading towards this guy. All right. So you yes. guys come maybe only a block or so, less than a block away. Uh, maybe only a one building between you and them. Uh, and they seem, you can hear the man murmuring something quite loudly, but it's incomprehensible gibberish. It's fractions of sentences compounded with just yammerings. And he seems to be cursing at the darkness and cutting at it blindly. Almost. Hmm. Looks like somebody's lost a few of their marbles. I wish I had cast uh, prep comprehend languages today. <laughs> I don't well, think he's speaking a language. Yeah, I know. But what, I, what I'm saying is. No, Texty says that to Ogden. Alright. The joke, lad. You'll, you'll get those someday. Um. Uh, 
So. Hail. Do I see any like creatures or anything around him? No, nothing. Yet? Nothing directly threatening him. So you hailed him? Yeah, we hailed him. But at your guys, at at you all attempting to hail this being, the guards stop marching and form a defensive perimeter. Hmm, okay. Does he respond to us? he, He seems to. Like, he looks in your general direction and just screams... Like not words or anything in particular, but just sort of just like, like almost like a battle cry, but really sort of unfocused, and uh, and just starts like cutting his sword in a direction at at the darkness around him, sort of wildly flinging his arms. Okay. Um. You said we're about one building away from him? Yeah, so let's call it 50, 60 feet. Alright. I kind of want to go up within uh, 30 feet of him and cast uh, Detect Good and Evil to see uh, if he registers as evil. I'm very much expecting lots of other evil things, specifically like Big Beans or Fey or whatnot, <clears throat> to register around him, but I kind of want to see if he registers on any of those uh, scales. Well, remember, uh, detect, it is, detect good and evil does elemental, not... fiend, fey, or undead, or aberration. Right. So, anyone else have any other ideas? Nope, I can only punch stuff. Yeah, he, he looks deranged and like he's mad. Yeah. This poor man looks like we really want to punch him for fear of him attacking us. Mm-hmm. This poor man, he, you know, he seems like something kind of, you know, lost his wits in this darkness. Something's rattled his nerves. <laughs> so, you, so you cast Detect Good and Evil? Uh, yes, and I'm fully expecting lots of things to pop up. Right. So does anyone join him on, like, walking up to do that? Or is he just walking up alone? Oh, so am I leaving the uh, the uh, area of the guards? Yeah, so like the, the guards sort of establish like a 15-foot mm-hmm. perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if you if you walk past their perimeter, the guards w- are willing to follow you if you ask them to. But they will hold the ground until directed otherwise. Yeah. Um, who's carrying the lantern? Did we decide it was Vin? Yeah. Correct. Right, uh, yeah. So, and we got what, like thirty feet of light because of the darkness. Yeah, it, it puts out um, radiant light or like like bright light for sixty in a cone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no, it's thirty rate, thirty strong light in a cone, and then thirty dim light past that. So you're okay. only you're only getting the first thirty because dim light does not exist in this area. Yeah, okay. but um. But Bork and you can see anyway. Um, no, no even our dark vision's obscured by this stuff, right? Oh, oh yeah. The ointment on your eyes. Oh, they haven't, we haven't done that yet. Oh, Bork did. No. No? Oh, I thought you. Bork was about to, but uh, we we said hold off on that for a moment. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to uh, go to within five feet of the edge of the uh, cone of light. And does that put me within uh, 30 feet of this guy? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't right, need to. Then I'll go ahead and burn a uh, first level spell slot to cast uh, but, detecting. But so no one's going with you. You're just walking up, but staying in the light. Yes. Okay. So yeah, explicitly trying to stay in the light. Sure, sure, sure. You cast the spell, and I'm going to assume that at some point during the incantations that go into the somatic components of it, you sort of close your eyes and like sort of project your desire to detect forward. And in that, that moment, in that moment, you are. Your, your eyes are still closed, but you're smacked with this image of, like, a bat-like being with golden talons clunk, clutching a silver ring with a diamond at the bottom of it. And it just yells, no! And your spell is interrupted, the spell slot is wasted, you are immediately knocked to your ass onto the ground. Well, damn. That's rough. Or kind of gets in a you know, almost an attack stance because, you know, his buddy just got knocked over. Yeah, you guys didn't see anything around him. It just, he walked up, cast a spell, and, like, almost as if, like, God reached down and, like, flicked him with his finger. I said, well, that wasn't what I was expecting to see. You okay? Yeah, my spell was blocked. Both magically and physically, by some fear. You, you think it's the being that created this space, this darkness? That seems likely. Mm. But that'd be powerful then. Yes. Mm. Where do you that? The fact that he was able to know that I was doing that and immediately stop. Was it that crazy man that was actually It was not him, no. Um, what I did see, though, and I'm going to uh, return back to the uh, party and sure. speak in a uh, kind of hushed tone, hopefully not allowing others to hear, um, Such as... except for the guards, if they care so much. <laughs> speak in a hushed tone and describe the, uh, the bat creature with the golden ring with the diamond in it. And I'm willing to bet that that ring has something to do with either this darkness or perhaps the crystals. So as you're doing that, the Mm -hmm. guards sort of say, arm yourselves, they're upon us. All right. Battle states, go! Pretty much. Boy, I hope my spells work here. Oh. Yeah. You have a crossbow, I guess? I do. I've never shot it before. Hey, man, as somebody who's a spellcaster in another campaign, it's useful having a secondary. Mm-hmm. Hearing that magic may not work, or it goes over to Vin you know, mm-hmm. to kind of stand next to her in case something happens. Sounds good. So, you got yourself a bodyguard. Cool. Can I? So, we're not in combat yet, right? Not yet, but we are about to start. Is it cheating if I cast Armor of Agathis? Like, I can sense that combat's beginning. No, yeah, it's... Like, arm yourself, so this would probably be the appropriate time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not yeah. It's okay. not metagaming at it all. It lasts for an hour either way. So. Yeah. Um, 
So I cast Armor of Agathis. Okay. Are you casting at a higher spell slot or just the basic first level? Because um, it's five hit points, deals five cold damage, right? Uh, yes, it deals, I believe it's five cold damage. Lasts an hour at higher levels. When you cast a spell at Full damage increases by five for each spell slot above first. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna cast it at um, at the second. I'm gonna do a second spell slot. Okay, so that's ten temporary hit points and ten damage when it's removed from you. Actually, no, just first, just first. Okay, so just. Five hit points, five damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other preparations? Um, not that I can think of. Not for Bork, at least. Besides getting out his weapon. I... I'm going to wait until I see the first enemy, but I'm probably going to cast... Where is it? Crusader's Mantle, as soon as I get the opportunity okay. to just kind of infuse everyone's attacks with uh, radiant damage. Now, question on that. Yep. Luminous Blessing only gives me bonus on my radiant damage, right? Right, so it wouldn't apply to this spell at all. Okay. Because Luminous Blessing makes you deal, whenever you deal radiant damage, you deal extra radiant damage. That makes sense. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> so it stacks. Mine does, yes. I've got radiant damage as well. So Luminous Blessing specifically gives me extra damage on my radiant stuff. So I have, you can also do really well. I've got one d six radiant damage for any hit for one round. Oh yeah, whenever you I've smite, that's right. No, whenever I hit. Oh, that's nice. And then two d six radiant damage if it's a fiend, undead, celestial effect. Yeah. Oh, so this probably would not stack with you, but it would benefit Tenshi and the guard. What does Mantle do? Anyway, uh, does Vin's spell work? Yeah. Okay, great. So, I'll just hold off and cast Crusader's Mantle as soon as anything gets in the way. Um, I am going to take a defensive position around the guard, well, with the guard line. Shield up, armor, uh, weapon at the ready. Okay. You all sort of make yourselves ready for a fight. The guards told you that you're about to get in a fight, so you're looking around, anticipating for a battle. And so you're looking up, you're looking around, you're seeing where you've seen those shadowy beings sort of skulk around in the past. You're expecting maybe they'll jump at you from perch or shoot shadowy arrows. And then something weird happens. You see one of the guards go, I have one! And he takes his halibird up and stabs into the ground near him, and a shriek ru- runs through your spine as you see, like, a puff of, like, evil black smoke sort of, like, dissipate on the ground. And then another, hmm. and then another. And then you see all of the guards are sort of, like, as if fishing with spears, stabbing into the earth around themselves, where, looking at it, you can see hands of shadow or full beings of shadow reaching from the darkness into the light 
to grab at the, the, the feet or the shadows of the rest of you. Hmm. Sounds very uh, much like it's inspired by Don't Starve. <laughs> so it's um, actually trying to grab our shadows? Not necessarily. They're just trying to grab okay. you. All right. Well, then start attacking at the shadows or the hands of the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and this goes on for a minute or so. Um, all of your abilities that you may attempt to use to handle these sort of minor threats, or they work. You know, your Eldritch Blast does does fire. Your your weapon strikes land true. These are not difficult enemies, but they are plentiful. Mm-hmm. And a few minutes of fighting goes on, and, I mean, you all are heroes and accomplished ones at that, but fighting for, for any extended period will take the wind out of you. And so mm-hmm. five minutes of striking the earth and, and fending your sort of position away from these shadowy beings takes, takes its toll. Mm-hmm. But soon enough, they stop coming. And the guard who had called the alert to begin with says, well, I think we've fended them off for now. That will happen a couple more times along our route, I assure you. But what was it? If I could tell you, young master, I would. But all I can tell is that it seems to be some sort of physical manifestation of the darkness we are walking in. I turned to Aurelius and asked the same question. What was it? I think the guard nailed it perfectly. Hey, uh, Vin, did those look strange to you at all? Like, almost as if they weren't real? Um, did... Did they? Like, did I... Was I able to see anything that other people didn't? Can I do a spot check? Um, I don't know what you're looking for with that statement. I mean, they were they were very real. Oh, they were? Okay. Yeah, they weren't illusions. Okay, like when that's you, what I was getting at. When, when, you, when you struck it, you didn't, like, just whiff through it. You, like, hit it, and you felt it get hit. Mm-hmm. So, Is the guy that was freaking out still freaking out? You look over in that direction, and that man is gone. Is the light orb still there? Uh, can't tell. It's not putting off light anymore, if it is there. Alright, that answers it was part of it. That that's what that guy was fighting? Possibly, yeah. <sighs> oh, he's gone. The guard continues, we right. should move. Yes. Go. You all start to go on. Uh, as you all march, Aurelius sort of butts in. We don't, I don't know exactly what they're called. People have taken to calling them shadows or shades. Simple beings, really. You can tell they just simply hunger. For what? I don't know. I've never gotten close enough. But they seem to be the scouts for some of the bigger bumps that bump in this everlasting night. Hmm. Which is probably why the, the guard over there wants us to move. I don't think it's a bad move for us to, well, change locations, but... They are never going to be much of a threat to us. Okay. Sounds fair. Let's do that. And it's about at this point that you guys sort of can see in the distance uh, where your light shines on where that guy was. Mm -hmm. And there is just a cocoon of that, like, just, like, tar-like 
black shadow mass. And it is just probably taken over that guy. Because you can see his sword on the ground. You can see the orb that was making light is there on the ground. Uh, and it is, is uh, cracked. Oh, dear. So it won't work anymore, right? Um, does he look like he's still, like, struggling, twitching, or anything like you that? Can't, you can't see him at all. Alright, is the cocoon struggling or twitching at all? It is, um, breathing. It's like, you know, moving up, moving down, moving up, moving down a little. You know? I'm getting flashbacks, so I'm gonna give a six on this one. <laughs> I'm, uh... See, I'm thinking Beastmaster. You ever watched that movie? Yeah. No. But either way, I feel like this is an And they go... Yeah. Yeah. And Kenny's like, I have no idea what you're referring oh, to. Oh, I do. Ogden... Ogden, you know, the kind of healer that he is, um, he's probably going to rush forward and try and uh, cast a cure the light wounds on the body. Or do you, like, if, break from the guards to do that? Like... Or are you going to yeah, wait until you guys come up? Seeing that the guy is, you know, down and very clearly either dead or injured. Sure. He's in a cocoon, dude. I know, but I'm still going to try and, like, reach through and uh, hit him with a cure right. spell. So you get okay. maybe within 10 feet of him before the guard realize, the guards realize what it is you're doing. And you mm-hmm. all, you, you hear, like, a couple of them go, Master Dwarf, no, don't! All right. Let's see if I heard that. <laughs> I rolled a one, so no, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> okay. Um, as you Not sort of idea. reach to, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find what template of this creature I'm gonna use for this. So as you sort of reach to, to see what you might be able to do to assist this poor man, the the shadow that has wrapped him up and is like either instilling a new twisted life into him or just taking his away lashes a, a sort of, what would you call that? Tendril? Uh, uh, like a pseudopod of itself. And hmm. slams you. Okay. But despite it catching you off guard and hitting you square in the chest, your armor is just more more powerful than its its attack, and does you yeah. doesn't doesn't hit you. But saber token well spent. Yeah. But you are definitely being attacked by whatever is concluding this poor man. All right then. I take an initiative? Yep. Ooh, not bad for once. Is the initiative just for him or is it for all of us? I mean, I imagine one round of combat and it'll be over, so if you want to right, go I got for an 18. It. 18? Okay, you're first. Oh, boy. I'm going to smack it with my uh, Mesa Disruption. Okay. 
this thing's a fiend or undead, it takes an extra 2d6 radiant damage. Yep. So, roll the hit. Nat 20. Alright, max, oh. out, max out your damage. No radiant, though. No radiant. Okay, really? Interesting. Um, Ooh. max out damage would be 1d8 plus my strength. Plus proficiency as well, right? Yeah. No. What? You don't have proficiency to damage? Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, that's just your, uh... Well, well, I'm sorry, what were the, uh, creature types you said would get disrupted by Fiend this? or undead. Fiend or undead? No. no it's not okay. Alright, so then, without that and without anything else, it's only ten damage. Okay. Um, so seeing that sort of interaction break out, I assume that the rest of you sort of fly to action. And despite right. how... <laughs> how militant you are to protect your friend, you're not as disciplined as these eight guards you're with. And the moment that they heard the clang of his metal get slammed by the pseudopod before he even struck back, all eight guards were sprinting to, to his location. And so by the time you can think of your first Eldritch Blast, before Tenshi draws his hands, before, draws his- before Bork <laughs> goes, I'm going to charge this poor bastard, the guards are already 30 feet ahead of you and arrive on scene and with a flurry of thrusts and heavy slashes, the likes of which the cinematography of 300 would have been jealous. Nice. <laughs> Eight pike or halibird weapons cut into this creature and, and destroy it almost instantaneously. Hmm. Sweet. So what happens to the pot thing? So the sort of manifested darkness that had been taking over this person sort of melts away into the ground. Uh, And, like, you know, bubbles and... It's just disgusting. And they're breathing, panting, and a pale in every part of his skin, even if he wasn't a, uh, you know, kind of a white-skinned person to begin with. A human lies there unconscious, breathing quickly. I cast Spare the Dying on him. Okay. And Spare the Dying does what? Uh, basically, if he's making death saving throws, he automatically passes. Okay. And he's stabilized. Doesn't revive him, doesn't give him any HP, it just stops him from dying more. Right. Uh, at that, right. At, at doing so, the man seems to become more at rest, although he is still pale as the fucking moon. Well, one of them. Okay. Alright. So did I expend the cure wound spell when I got attacked, or no, 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 not at all. You you went to do okay. it and got attacked. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and expend that spell now and heal him. Okay. So that is what one d eight plus my spell casting ability modifier. So it's gonna be a minimum of four. There's a few things. Nine HP. Okay. The man sort of seems to bring himself around. I assume that the party has been sort of, well, like, coming up to aid him at this point. Like, you guys are probably there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guards have established a defensive perimeter around you while the party interacts with this person. <laughs> man, we're the escort mission. <laughs> we are the escort mission. How about yep. that? Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so you... You, so he sort of comes to his senses and, like, 
almost blindly runs his hand along the tile for his sword uh, and grabs it and sort of like shakingly brings it back to his chest as if it's going to protect him from you all. And he sort of murmurs in Elvish, uh, who, 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 who are you people? Well, I'm Tenchi. This is Ogden. <laughs> That's Bork over there. Uh, where are people exploring this uh, phenomenon? What happened to you? I was told I would be the chosen hero of the city. The crystal spoke to me. I'm here to dispel the darkness. Which crystal was it that spoke to you? I didn't ask. What did the voice sound like? Uh, was it male or was it female or was it unisex? Raspy feminine. Raspy. Uh, hold on. Roll the wisdom see if I can remember what they sound like. Yeah. Um, you don't need to. Oh, we did just hear them talk, like, not even right. uh, a full day. Yeah. Um, I would say Undine has sort of a matronly soft tone. Mm-hmm. Dryad has a also feminine tone, but it is sort of coyish, maybe a little shy. Mm-hmm. Um, Lumina, as I mentioned before, needs a mouthpiece to speak properly and therefore sounds like whatever that mouthpiece sounds like. Mm-hmm. But Gnome is a sort of gruff male, uh, sort of like a mountaineer kind of character. So not really matching his description at all? No, 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 no not any of the spirits you can guys. Sort of image that came to mind when they spoke to you? I don't remember at all. Like, almost, as he says that, his expression sort of mimics, like, he thought he knew, but now he doesn't. Trying to trying to think about it, he doesn't. Was there any sort of hammer that you saw? No. How long have you been in this darkness? Sort of, like, counts on his fingers. Two weeks? Have you eaten anything this entire time? No. no. I take out some of my rations and hand some to him. You should eat. He gladly takes it and Mm -hmm. sort of begins the fighting. But I I have not felt hunger. I thought I was empowered by the crystals. No. That's an effect of this darkness as you do not feel like you need to eat, and therefore you will not. Many people have died upon exit when their mortality returns to them. Uh, do you wish to leave the darkness? I can't. The, the darkness is still here. Well. Do you wish to leave this space? Well, that would be good. I, uh... I don't need the phone signal thing anymore. I, I look at him and I say, hey, even sometimes near, heroes need helps. So 
How about you let us come along with you to dispel this darkness? Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> sort of stands up, you know, sword in hand, eating the ration. Right. Where to? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Do you have any information about the darkness? We've been here for for a bit, so longer than we have. I, I thought I knew. I thought I knew a lot. <laughs> I don't. Interesting. I'm sorry. I I can't remember very much of anything. Do you remember your name? Dwalin. Dwalin. Make a note of that right quick. Yep. Um, and you said that he's speaking in Elvish? Or yes. Is oh, he an elf? He's been speaking in Elvish this entire time? Yeah. So, yeah, you've got two translators here, so you're yeah, fine. Is, is he actually an elf, or is he just speaking elf? Uh, hard to tell at initial glance. He might be a half elf, um, but okay. he if if he is a half elf, he definitely takes after his human par- uh, parents. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm just comparing him and Haman Karn in my head right now. So <laughs> do they look the same or what? Um, I'm pretty sure that's racist. We're we're not that far into the dark district. I think I, I'm going to ask him. Um, you want to uh, leave this place and rest up and then return to complete your mission some other time? No, I'm so close. I hear it. I, I know it. What do you hear? Death Destiny. Well, where what is Destiny telling you to go? Well, down this road. To where? The center. The center. I say we take him with us. Yeah, I understand that the want to get him out, but at the same time, if we backtrack, we're also going to be around where those scouts were. Yeah. So. I mean, we're we're where the scouts anyway. I feel like we need to get we're out. still right there. We're like maybe 30 feet away from that scouting area. I'm cool taking him with us. I just don't want him to break. Um, Speaking of broken, Ogden reaches down, picks up his uh, broken little orb thing. Yeah. And I ask, is there anything that can be done to fix this? Oh, yeah. Mending. Dink. Okay. (laughs) You fix. Yeah, that doesn't restore the magic, though, so. Yeah. (laughs) It is now, once again, a full crystal sphere instead of a cracked one. I hand it back to him and try and smile warmly at him uh, to try and put his mind at ease. He sort of takes it and like almost holds it close like like, like you would hold close like a baby. And he goes, oh, thank you. And he sort of like like, holds it up and like it turns back on, basically. Interesting. Alright, well... Um, we're going towards the center if you uh, want to join our party. Yes, very good. We should do that. Right, then let's press forward. 
Can I do a um, perception check on this guy? Sure. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what are you trying, trying to find to see, out? I'm just trying to see if he's genuine. Does there seem anything off about him other than the whole... Is there anything off thing? about the man who was a raving lunatic in the middle of the street other than the fact that he was a raving lunatic in the middle of the street? And was recently rescued from the car too. Deceptive. As amnesia. Does he seem like he's lying? Okay, so that wouldn't be a perception check. That would be a... Oh, shit. Insight, maybe? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, well, I got a six. Okay. I mean, it's... It, this, the circumstances of meeting this guy are certainly fishy, but you can't... You, you just sort of take him as it is. Hard to okay. say. Alright, so you all go on? Yeah, sure. I can't understand what he's saying, otherwise I would roll an insight. <laughs> so I have no reason not to trust him. So, you all go on. And, let's see. Alright, the next uh, hour of marching is totally peaceful. Probably ask uh, Dolan a couple more things to just kind of try to jog his memory a little bit more. Sure. Just asking him basic things like where he's from and uh, when did the crystals contact him or anything like that. He tells you that he's from Betwinstiarda. Okay. And that he traveled to the great city of Yao after the crystals spoke to him to come and dispel the darkness. And that he had met several other people along his way that were also here to come and dispel the darkness. So the darkness was already here when you got here? Yes. Okay. Um, do we as players know how long the darkness has been here? Yeah, um, someone mentioned that it was a little over three months, which would line up pretty perfectly with what your guys' loose understanding is when the crystals were shattered. Okay. I'm starting to think we're not the first chosen ones that the crystals picked. Actually, if you guys are translating this to me, Ogden's starting to wonder if um, this is not the crystals bringing the people here at all. Yeah. But rather, somebody essentially bring a bunch of potential heroes to their doom. Yeah, that's what uh, Bork is saying. That's why he was asking about the voice and all this other kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. Seeing if it wasn't the Sunder that was actually bringing them mm -hmm. here to die. Nope, that is a completely valid and possible theory, but I'm also wondering if we're not the first chosen ones. So, going back to a detail from earlier, that uh, bat-like thing with the diamond ring, did that thing have a male or female voice? Um, it had a... A non non sexed tone, I should say. Like it was sort right. of. I imagine it's probably high high pitched and screechy. No, 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 no. More like bassy and demand and like blunt. Okay. Can I do a knowledge arcana check based on what he's described to know? Are there any creatures like this? 
Sure. Are there any like gods like this? Is that like is a symbol for anything? Yeah. That would be uh, more of. I want to know like if there's any lore about like these kind of bat-like, very powerful creatures. Okay. And what what kind of check are you performing for that? What? What kind of check are you performing for that? Uh, knowledge Arcana, I guess. Um, yeah, go for it. So you cannot recall any great magical beings that have that sort of iconography. I mean, you know that bat-like wings are often associated with vampires and, you know, demons and devils and all that sort of thing. But not offhand doesn't doesn't mention anything to you. doesn't stand out. And certainly nothing about gods, because that would be a religion check, but... Yep. That would be a religion check. But uh, in terms of your part of you and your understanding of magic and the world of magic... It seems like kind of a unique symbol. Okay. Alright. Does anybody else want to do a religion check and see if they recognize it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, the guy who actually saw it never made any sort of check to figure out what it was. But then I only went and rolled a nine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a conclusive result, but also... It, it does stand out to you that you can't think of any god where all of those symbols together sort of co come mm. together. It does seem weird. Yeah. Interesting. So, do you all continue on for another hour of marching? Yep. There's well. About halfway through the wait for that, or the, the march, um, Ogden, you take one point of piercing damage as the centipede bites wow. in your arm. I eat some trail ration. Do you tell your yep, companions? Yep, some granola out of my trail rations and munch on that. And we ate the week of worth of ration, right? Yeah, you can find my marker. I'll be right back. We're good. Nibble on the very hard bread. I have 19 days left of ration. I'm a little worried about sleeping here, too. Yeah, that's going to be a bit tricky. I mean, you can live without two days of sleep. That's fine. It'll probably collapse and leave, but... I'm also suffering from uh, what, is, what type of exhaustion okay. from last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, two stages, two stages of exhaustion. Really, the, the the benefit here of resting for long periods of time is simply that it's a long rest. We get our you know our spells, our abilities back. Right. So even if we're not tired, taking a long rest is beneficial. And no one's what does the second stage of exhaustion mean to me? Um, I think it's a. Uh... <laughs> 
Oh, did you fix that? No, I didn't fix that. No, and I don't think I've ever dealt with it before, so I have no idea. Besides uh, the, the fact first stage, I... the first stage of exhaustion imposes a disadvantage on ability checks, and then the second level imposes your speed to be halved. If it what? Some your speed is halved. Your movement speed is halved. halved. And disadvantages for ability skill checks. checks. Skill check. Ability checks. <laughs> ability checks. Yes. Right. So strength, dexterity, constitution, stuff well, like that. specifically so, like, saving attacking? throws. Saving throws. Um. And uh, anything like so, not your attacks, not your um skill checks, but anything that is outside of that and leans on your ability score. So, like, grapple checks, you're a disadvantage. Um, okay. That sort of stuff. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Alright. So, uh, after about five hours of marching, you all can see ahead there is some sort of building in the middle of the road. Almost like a spire sort of building, like a tower. And you, as you guys have been marching on, you've noticed that the sort of like shadowy, infectious veins of like whatever this mold-like substance, you don't really know, you haven't played with it, but is getting more and more prevalent. Um. Okay. Any interactions for that tower in the middle of the road? Is it like an actual tower building in front of us, or is it just like this weird little spire or spike? Yeah, it's it's like a fucking tower, just like in the middle of the road. A standalone okay. tower in the middle I, of the road. Uh, I, I asked the guards. Oh, uh, what? I, yeah, I, you know, asked the guards, is this part of the city? One of the guards points to it and goes, "Not at all. It must be a manifestation of this dar- of this darkness. You can tell, as its construction is entirely foreign." Is it made out of that weird moldy stuff? Um, no. I asked someone to ask Dolan if that's where we're heading. Or I'm sorry, Dwalin. I'll ask him. I'll go. Uh, have you been in this tower? Do you know what this is? No, I have not seen it. No, been here for two weeks and don't. He's also been by himself. Amazing, he made it as far in as he did. Is there a door? Uh, yes, a simple wooden reinforced door. Let's go knock on it. Yeah, oh, that's a bad idea. No, that's a great idea. I- I'm in the knocking party. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So who knocks on the door? Probably Ogden. Yeah, not me. Because Ogden can take a hit if worse comes to worse. Watch, the door's trapped. But one thing I can't do anything about. (laughs) You knock on the door, and the building falls towards you all. Falls towards us. Yep. Yep. So, uh, dexterity save? Yep. Oh boy. Too bad you're at disadvantage. What, what's happening? They're making a dexterity. The tower is falling on the party. 
Tenchi, you got a 21? 22. 22. Alright, that's three fails in a save. So... Has it been an hour? Am I still wearing my armor of the gaffer? Yes, it has been three hours since you cast that spell. Sorry, girl. This might hurt a little bit. It's important to try. Yeah. Yep. Alright, all not Tenchi players um, take... <laughs> 18 points of bludgeon damage as this building falls on you. How many? 18. On. I just imagine Tenchi just standing where a window frame was and it just kind of falls over him. Well, you just dive out of the way. Oh, yeah, that works too. You know, like how you would. Yeah. Orc just sits there and takes it. Yeah. Some of the he guards... Mad Jackson, falls on him. Some of the guards got out of the way. Some of the guards didn't. The ones that did get hit by the building don't seem entirely too put out by it, but definitely hurt. And uh, the, all eight guards sort of assist in, in helping any of the party members that are under this pile of rubble now. Get out from being under a pile of rubble. Yep, just start digging. Do I have enough uh, range of motion to make uh, somatic components? For what spell? I'm gonna try Sacred Flame to burn my way out of here. I mean. Stone has got a pretty high boiling point, but go for it. Well, I'm not going to try and melt them. I'm just trying to get rid of the moss, mainly. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that moss is very close to the things that I breathe with. Right. And I don't want them there. So, Sacred Flame to burn away the moss. Sure. Uh, it makes a dexterity save, which I assume it can't. Therefore, it takes 1d8 radiant damage. So, oh, I take damage, too, since I'm in this rubble as well. I don't think you're right next to me, are you? I mean, I was right next to you when it fell on you. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I mean, you're also not being the target of the spell. Yeah, no, I'm specifically targeting the moss, so... Friendly fire? No friendly fire on this one. Seven plus double my proficiency bonus for the extra radiance. So, 13 damage to all the moss. Alright, nailed it. I'm sure you really needed the boost. I really wanted to just roll some damage. Pretty much. Because, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, that, that'll that kill it. <laughs> I killed the moss, guys. Great. You're the hero the crystals deserve. Oh, I was at one point holding that moss in the cloth. Did I notice if it did anything? 
Nope. Like, did it eat through the cloth? Uh, last I checked, you stored it away, so I don't, I don't know. Have you been checking right? on it? Okay, I, I forgot if I had actually ever, like, resolved that or not. No, you just no, sort of, I don't like, think you ever checked on it. Yeah, you just sort of put it away. Well, now it's smashed. <laughs> anyway. Alright, let's get all unburied. Alright. Yeah, oh, God, where's Ben? You just see a tiny little hand. Yeah. By the time you guys get pulled out, you can see Ben's being pulled out of the rubbed, rubbed, uh, the rubble by two guards. Rubble. <clears throat> All right. Well, that was not ideal. Is the lantern broken at all? No. Okay. I would. Uh, if anybody has a healing spell they want to throw my way, that'd be great. I have fifteen health. Oh, yeah, working on that. Hold on a second. So I mean, it doesn't have to be. It could be one of the guards. If they have spells. I mean. Here we are. Prayer of healing. I need ten minutes, but I could heal us all for anywhere between eight to like twenty damage. I would eliminate. Um, that we just the guard walks did. over at the, the sort of discussion of healing magic. Says, Don't bother. It doesn't work here. But it worked on, uh, Dwalin. Did it now. I thought it did. I mean, he got up. Hmm. Alright, um... I'm gonna take my healing potion. I have a minor healing potion. Uh-huh. Uh, do healing potions work here? We haven't tried. Alright, I'm gonna drink mine. Okay. Are you gonna roll heals? Have you rolled the dice Yeah, I just like roll to see how much. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's like what, 2d4 plus 2 or something like that? Yeah, so that's 4 plus 6. Alright, you regain 0 hit points. Okay. It was worth a try. Hmm. Awesome. No more knocking on doors. Yeah, sorry about that. So is the building completely in rubble now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Not standing anymore. Not at all. Well, let's go see what was that building was erected around. Yeah. Is there anybody else in the rubble? Like anybody from inside the building? Nope. Upon How per- big was it? Uh, maybe 20 feet tall. And, it's not uh, really huge. No. Uh, 20 foot, it was basically like a 15 foot circle, 20 feet tall sort of cylinder of a tower. So it's almost like a little guard tower. Yeah. But just in the middle yeah, okay. of the road. Yeah. Do I see any of those shadow things? Nope. Well, not any more plentiful than always, which is like, if you look out and you're like, yeah, there's one. Okay. Okay, well, let's go explore the rubble that was in the center. Okay. I'll see if it was guarding anything. Alright. So, investigation. investigation? Yep. Damn. I'm rolling shit tonight. That's a six. Okay. Yep. 
do much better. <laughs> so while well, you probably Anyone else? So you guys don't have to worry too hard because you're not blind and you can see the kegs of water and bags of food and on the in the on the ground amongst the rubble. But other than that, there doesn't even seem to be anything else in that building. So there's food and water. Yep. Almost sounds like a prison tower. No. Prison tower or a storage base or a trap. Gonna go with the there could have been food and water in there, and that could have lured somebody in. Thanks to safe. I'm going to open one of the bags of water and take a whiff. Okay. You whiff the water. It's not like... You pop? Rancid. <laughs> yeah, it's poison. Is <laughs> does the water rancid? Does it smell rancid? It doesn't smell rancid, no. Orc says to give it uh, to him. I hand her the bag of water. Hand him the bag of water. Okay. Might go ahead and, and take a swig. Now you're that shows us nothing. Immune to disease. Yeah, but I can at least taste the things here. Okay. You're immune to but disease, you're but are you immune to poison? Oh shit, you should take that. <laughs> yep. I'm immune to diseases. I know. Alright, you are now <laughs> suffering the poison condition, and for a moment after you fill your mouth with this foul water, you vomit uncontrollably for like a few seconds. Yep, yep. Oh my god. I have purified food and water if we need it. I don't even know yeah, if that's going to work I'm out here. I'm thinking some sort of trap then. That it was, it well, we were warned that food will spoil and water will foul. This is true. Yeah. So this may have been normal food stored away. My, my question is, why was that building so uncertain? No, why was it there? Was it just like in the middle of the street? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just like this random thing in the middle of the street full of food yep. and water. And by the way, the poison condition that's going to last you for a few hours, uh, you have disadvantage on attack rolls and then ability checks. Wow, you're just not doing good well today. This is today. not my day. <laughs> nope. Would a uh, lesser restoration fix that if the spell will work here? I mean, probably won't. I believe... The rule, the, the, the text for Lesser Restoration specifically calls out removing the poisoned condition, so. Yeah. And yeah, it does. Yeah, but healing spells don't work here. Healing spells, not Lesser Restoration. This is an abjuration spell, so. And normally. Uh, if you want to expend this spell slot, go for it. I mean, we're just going to get oh, him back. Oh, oh, when did Cure Wounds become an evocation spell? <laughs> well, what you, the shit? You're ev- you're sort of projecting and evoking the the divine power. I mean, I get it. I guess. I guess it makes more sense than it used to be conjuration, but damn, it made more sense than necromancy. I I think it makes more sense as necromancy, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Necromancy is the hey, magic um, of life and death. Uh, it is more life I and digress. death than increasing your hit points. <laughs> All right, so. We know my sacred flame works. We don't think my healing spells work. So I'm going to go ahead and try the lesser restoration on pork to try and remove that poison. Okay. Does it work? No. Oh, bummer. Pork throws up a little bit. Yep. Well. <laughs> Burning through my spell list and getting nothing from it. Awesome. I don't like this place. No, we're learning. That's not nothing. 
self-sacrifice, man. We're learning that my spells don't do a dick here. <laughs> Taking one for the team. Oh, speaking of which, um, my mace is actually supposed to shine like a torch. Does that have any nice effect in here? No. Damn. <laughs> it's magical darkness, dude. It's not going to do shit. But I've got, like, oh, fuck, oh whatever. <laughs> Let me check, because I might be putting my foot in my mouth with that. Well, it is the Mesa Disruption, so, yeah, so it is, me, like, powerful. Yeah, let me let me check them. Well, again. I mean. Alright. So, while you hold this weapon, it sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius and a dim light for an additional 20 feet. Um, I would say that it just doesn't have the dim light radius. Oh, cool. So, so basically got a free torch. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I'll go ahead and keep that... Um, held aloft so I can, uh, you know, add a little bit more light to the group. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so, uh... <laughs> I wonder if it means that I would get a better uh, view of those shadows as I was attacking with that mace. Huh, let's see that in mind for next time. Okay, so the guards inform you that you're only another hour or two away from a checkpoint where it's a rather defended area. And you could get some attempts of, of rest. Okay. Alright, sounds good. So, Let's do that then. Continuing on our way. So what? I imagine, I, I'm imagining this scene from Harry Potter when uh, Ron is like throwing up slugs. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Better out than that. Sounds like it'd be about So, you guys. Spend the next hour marching, moving on. Um, you get attacked again by sh by these pathetic kind of, you know, mass mentality shadow beings. And, you know, have to defend yourself in a, in a circle for a few minutes until they are repelled. And then you get to the location where the guard sort of mentioned that there was a, a checkpoint. But ahead of it you all stop. And the guard goes, we need to find a place to stay, and I do not believe the checkpoint will be available. And he sort of gestures towards a building that you're all standing next to, and it has been destroyed. And upon inspection, there is the tattered remains of maybe three dozen guards. Mm, bummer. Well, oh, damn. Okay, yeah, we, not there uh, then. Investigate it all to see what killed them. Yeah, I'm gonna perform a heal check and just see if I can discern cause of death. I imagine giant uh, claw marks. Who's there? Medicine check, not heal check. Yeah, Ooh, nice. That's a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yep. Um, some of the wound, some of the dead seem to have been struck by a mighty blow. Of some kind, as their like breastplates are all crumpled into their chest. Yikes. But some are seem simply drained of life, almost as if they didn't get fought at all. They just sort of had their essence removed from them. Okay. Hmm. And they're just like exceedingly pale. Yeah, just like pale, withered, sort of, you know. If you just, like, put a straw in their soul and suck it out. 
Kind of like what uh, Duan looked like when we pulled him out. Very much like what Duan looked like when he pulled him out. Okay, so how is Duan looking now? Is he is he like now that a couple of hours passed? Is he better off? He seems perfectly fine, actually. His colors return to his face. He seems aware and you know looking around, sizing up his surroundings. Has he remembered anything uh, useful? Not that you've asked. Alright, well, uh, as we're looking for a new place to stay, perhaps uh, somebody who speaks Elvin should ask Dwan what, uh, how he's feeling and if he remembers anything. I'll let the charismatic one handle that. <laughs> You're on Lauren under the bus. Alright, that's fine. Dude, um, my charisma is zero. So, I'm gonna, uh, place my hand on Wallen's um, arm and go, how are you feeling? Are any of your memories coming back? Yes, I I feel much like, more of myself than I have in days. Just, good, I'm glad. Just um, being in the company of others can do wonders for the mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... I'll offer him some more of my food, and um, hopefully, if he look, I guess it's a, I guess it would be a medicine check or a perception or something. But does he look like he's getting color back? Does he? Yeah, like he, he definitely. Does he looks... look like he's turning evil? Like I'm a little concerned about the zombie problem. Like he was in the cocoon. Is he gonna turn evil? Right. That creature person. I just want to make sure that that's not happening. Gotcha. Does he look human? I mean, as he looks as humanoid as he always has. He does okay. not have any obvious signs of turning. Okay, I'm gonna offer him some more food. Alright, like he gladly accepts it. Okay. It's at this point that Aurelius sort of chimes in. Well, if we're done here, and as the guardsman put it, you're looking for a place to stay. I happen to know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who runs a shelter in the darkness nearby. Alright, sounds like the best league we have. We would appreciate that. We'll have to go off of the main road, but not for very far. Alright. Okay. Well, I'll take point and you can uh, lead from right behind me. Alright. I'll make sure you're protected. Thank you. Are we going to have a problem if we bring the guards with us? No, I've seen guardsmen stay at this place before. Fair enough. It's all about who opens the door. So what happens if you open the door? Well, I suppose if I open the door, the good things will happen. If I am not the one that opens the door, well, I imagine that we'll have a fair amount more arrows than us. All right, so let's let you uh, take point when we get there. Yes, naturally. So, do you happen to know anything about uh, that purple cocoon that was around Wallen when we found him? Yes, it's what happens when you succumb to the shadows? It sort of makes it a part of you, it makes you a part of it, rather. Hmm. What about the memory loss? I don't know. The man says he's been walking around in the shadows for two weeks. 
longest I've ever spent in here is three days. And by the end of that, I had to make a weekend out of a couple of cups of hot tea, pleasant ladies, and a lot of alcohol to make my mind right again. Hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, make haste to the shelter of yours. Mm-hmm. Naturally. So you sort of, you go down a little further down the main road that you had been going and turn to the right to go off the main path. Mm-hmm. You don't go very far, but it's cramped quarters by comparison to the open road. So the guardsmen mm-hmm. are a little more on edge. This is not where their weapons and their discipline sort of lends to successful fighting. So they are a bit more on edge than they were before, especially considering that they don't know where it is they're going exactly. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of turns, he sort of stops the group and looks down a, a side alleyway and goes, all right, this is the place. And you all follow him down the alleyway, and there is a purple flames lantern, purple flamed lantern hanging outside of a small, rickety-looking door. Hmm. I wonder if he has a cousin. And you see Aurelius walk up and just give the door a nice few knocks and goes, Hello, anybody home tonight? And there's a some sort of exchange between the door and who's on the other side of the door and Aurelius. And he goes, come on, it's number 12, let me in. And they go, oh, okay. At that point, the the door opens up and this eyepatch-wearing, portly, like, goiter-having dwarf steps out and hugs Aurelius and goes, ah, come in and bring your friends too. All right. Well, let's head up. I walk in. Yeah. It let's is. Be real. Our guards. It is. Mark throws up on the doorstep and then walks in. <laughs> wow. Don't well, mind him. He had a bit of the foul water. Ah, you can't drink that stuff. It'll kill you. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> so you all walk in, well, and at it, least it's trying to. And this this building is little more than like. A squatter's house. You walk in and there is every holy symbol you know is across the walls. Either drawn and carved into it or hanging from the wall, you know, nailed into it. Just like all of the major deities are being represented and their their signs for protection are all over the walls. And in the middle of the room, there is a bright and prominent flame of a bonfire where some people are cooking, some people are just sleeping near it. Um, but this 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 room is maybe 15 feet tall, and the fire licks at the ceiling. Hmm. That can't possibly be said. Nope, probably not. Anyway, but there's maybe um, maybe 30 other people in here of all over the world. Wow. I got a 15 on a religion check. Ogden's probably going to promptly get lost checking out all of the religious symbols and seeing how many he can identify. He's just incommunicado for a little bit. Sure. So the the non-amazed party members would notice that there's even other guards. 
and the guards that you were all with sort of approach the three other guardsmen that are there. And uh, they sort of go, oh, we thought you were lost. You know, what happened to the checkpoint? Blah, 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 blah. Turns out that a checkpoint was attacked. Hmm. That and makes the, sense. And the only reason that these three escaped was um, the, the, the call for uh, to get information out was called, and the three of them were the ones sent to go bring information of this sacking to the outside. Does it look like there's somebody in charge here? Not really. Maybe the goitered dwarf, but... Great. Well, um, how many people are here? If I look around... Uh, about 30. You know, 30? adding adding, okay. adding your party of 12... Eight guards. Two, three, four. Four of us and then two others, so... Yeah, so um, 12, 14... 14. So, that guy's technically common cards here, but at this point he's just a pocket ranger. Right. We can him out whenever we need him. <laughs> no. Anyway. So. Okay, well. After Ogden's done being uh, fascinated, he, he asks the uh, Goyer Dwarf, does healing magic work in here? No, nah, I'm afraid not. And a good night's mm. rest doesn't do anything. Really, no. Interesting. Hmm. And potions don't work in this darkness either. So it's almost as if all beneficial effects of spells are muted. So it would seem. If you think about it, everything else is in stasis. We don't need to sleep and we don't need to eat. So you have a point there. Yeah. What if healing's the same way and it only takes effect after you leave? That'd be impressive. That'd be some really powerful magic. Now, I'd hate to broach the subject, but what about necromatic effects? Such as um, animating corpses and stuff like that. Does that seem to have a powerful effect here? Well, hard to say. I don't play with the magics myself much, but probably. Huh. Wow. I might need to change up my spell list for tomorrow. Mm. Uh, even though I assume that I'm not going to get my spell slots back while we're here, do I still get to change my spell lists yeah. after a rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In that case, let's uh, but take you, a look at you some You know, stuff. obviously you'd lose the spell slots that you have used. Um, if I... Or ask the guards if we know exactly what attacked the, the tower. I'm sorry, what? If the guards that are there know what attacked the, the tower. Oh, the checkpoint? That's the checkpoint, yeah. Well, the, the guards tell you two beings nearly 30 feet tall brandishing clubs of some sort. Like some sort of giants? Maybe so, but they didn't look like giants. And tons of them. Do you anything about the tower that we collapsed? Why it might be there? It 
No idea. Does it doesn't sound like they've heard of it. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, go get some rest. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go get some rest. Alright. The the goiter dwarf mentions that since you know Aurelius the twelfth, that you all can find whatever respite you can. For as long as you need it. But remember, time spent here is bad time spent, so once you feel that you're ready to go, you should do that. Okay. And we don't get any, any of the benefits from resting? No. I asked him how long he's been here. Well, I've been here since the darkness started. And how have you survived? Well, he sort of like points, to the, points to the walls of this building. And he says, well, I used to run an apothecary in this building. And so when the lights went off, I warded my home with all of these protective medallions and, and paraphernalia. And, well, I eat regularly, I drink, and I sleep. And while I don't have thirst, hunger, or desire for rest, it seems to be keeping me all right. And that thing's really attacked you? No. I saw oh. one of those shadow creatures that just drags itself along the ground and reaches for your ankles. One of them slinked into here and it dissolved right in front of my eyes. Hmm. Not to sound rude or anything, but how is your mind and your memory? You know, because it's we ran into another fellow who seems to have had his memories scattered. And doesn't seem quite right, and he's been here for two weeks, and I was kind of under the impression that prolonged staying here affected your mental health. And you're very much correct, but you have to remember, I haven't spent very much at all or any time outside. My past three months of, and, and some odd have been all spent in this house. You know how many other people in this area have actually just stayed? Not many. At least not many successfully. Okay. Hands of quarks questions. Maybe stifles another throw up or whatnot. <laughs> Alright. How long does that last, by the way? Oh, just a couple of hours, so you're probably getting better. Okay. Well, I'm resting. Alright, so uh, does everyone want to take Arkin's a long rest? Arkin's uh, changing up his spell list, so... So, yeah, that's at least... How long is a long rest? A long rest is, uh, what, four, six hours? Yeah, I think it's six hours, dude. So, the, the in the darkness, don't feel the need rest? Correct. Um, uh, Correct. Sorry. It might be a good idea to just rest anyway, so that way we're not like it doesn't get us when we get out. Like four hours a night, not you know, right. six hours a night. That's a good idea. That's a good call. goes about setting up his hammock somewhere in a corner. Mm -hmm. All right. Orc, I would imagine, would find his uh, holy symbol and just kind of 
sit under it and I guess pray or whatnot. Alright. Alright, so you guys have a relatively uneventful long rest and the three guard that were there have uh, decided with the guard that you are patrolling with that they're going to join up with you. Okay, yeah. great. Eleven guards. Power in numbers. Mm-hmm. Is Wallen, like, settling down for the night, or is he just, like, continually being out of his mind? You don't actually see Dwallen. He's gone. Yeah, you don't see him in here at all. Did he come in with us? Um, he might have. If he did, he probably disappeared as soon as he entered in here. Nobody was watching. Interesting. Not only did healing magic affect him and bring him back, he just didn't come into the house at all. Interesting. You know. Well, I'm ready to. I mean, we're rested, so I'm ready to. Well, I'm still checking on one last spell, and I might want to cast it before we leave. So, right quick. All right, well, while you're doing that, let's go ahead and take our fiver. Okay. And then we'll come back and get another hour in. All right, sounds good. All right. Okay. Be back. All right. All right, we just Let's uh, head on out and see if we can find Wallen. All right. Yeah, I'm ready to head out. Okay. All right, let's go. So, you all head out with your 11-guard posse, and Aurelius the 12th. Oh, um, before we leave, I I turn back to the dwarf and I say, when was the last time you've eaten? The goiter dwarf? Yes. Oh, I had a meal while you've been here. Okay, great. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing he knows the uh, the rob of being here. Yeah, I uh, I would also point out that sometime during that long rest, you got bit by the centipede for one piercing damage. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's a bit more of an issue now that uh, I can't heal. <laughs> it's almost like you planned that or something. Almost. Right. You could always take it off. And just, like, try and remember to eat. I could. But where's the fun in that? Watch, I get killed by one hit point. <laughs> Later. Anyway, you're, let's you're, go. You're down, you're oh. down to death saves. Oh, nowhere to be seen outside? No. I'm sorry, what was that? I, just, I was joking. You're down on death saves, and uh, the time comes up, and the centipede bites you, and you take a damage and fake, get a fail. Man, that would be such an unfortunate end to Ogden. <laughs> no, but, uh, alright. You guys go out, you do not see, uh, Dwalin anywhere. Okay. And, uh, oh. you're able to nav- 
Aurelius is able to navigate you back to the main road. Okay. So, unless anyone thinks otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and cast Locate Creature, specifically looking for Dwalin. Okay. If he's within a thousand feet of me, I'll know exactly where he is, if he's moving, all that kind of stuff. All right. I can maintain concentration on the spell for, for up to an hour. All right, you cast Locate Creature, mm -hmm. and you are again bombarded with the image of the being with bat-like wings, golden talons, clenching a silver or uh, clenching a ring with a diamond in it. And the message is different this time. Instead of just a blunt no, it's where's the fun in that? Mm. Just gonna say all of it? That's what I'm trying to discover. Do I get a dialogue with this, or is it just that quick image and then I'm yep. jumped out? Yeah, and this all time right. you guys just see you see Ogden get thrown onto his back onto the ground. Okay, so Divination magic is blocked here by whatever that creature is. And it seems to... Uh, <laughs> it definitely knows that i am uh, got div uh, divination magic, and it's blocking me at every opportunity. Interesting. You think it's also responsible for not being able to use scan magic? Most likely. And I'm almost wondering if it's what pushed that building over on top of us. Or that of something of under its influence. Well, it definitely knows we're here. Yep. Okay. Let's continue then. Okay. Yeah. So, you all march for an hour, and the guards mentioned that you guys are probably a couple of hour, only a couple of hours away from the center. All right, great. And you can see that the shadows in the in like outside of your light are starting to get restless, restless again. And mm. you anticipate that you're probably going to have to defend against a couple waves of these shadow beings pretty soon. Oh, well, while that's going on, shit, I should have asked the dwarf if he had any. Um, do any of the guards have some oil they'd be willing to part with, or coin, or other? Oh. Yes, of course. Yeah, because uh, we're about to run out for our lantern. Naturally. So he assists you in refueling your your lantern. Great, thank you. How much do I owe you? Not a dime. Just make sure that me and my men get out of here alive. Sounds good to me. So, you guys continue your march, yes. freshly refueled, yep. and then you can hear it, like a, like a stampede behind you. You all wheel around to see what is a small army of these shadow beings on two feet, rather than slinking across the ground, running at you. There's maybe 50 right. of them. Battle positions. Battle positions, yep. And as you all do that, and get prepared to sort of start slinging your ranged attacks and establish a shield wall to protect yourself, you hear behind you still large thundering steps. Oh dear. 
All right, I'm going to head towards the large thundering steps. Yep, me too. That's what I do. <sighs> you all look over and see a pair of 30-foot-tall humanoid beings with clubs on their shoulders swaddling towards your group. I'm going to uh, cast Armor of Agathis. <laughs> Sneak attack? Or a surprise round? No. Damn. Okay. How is this surprise? They're running right at you. <laughs> also, I can't be surprised, so... <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was saying, do we get to take... Never mind. Yeah. I, got, I knew what you meant. <laughs> oh, okay. So... I'm casting it at um, second level. Okay. The guardsmen say, you all take care of those, we'll hold these back. And they form a shield wall behind you and prepare okay. to receive the small army of, uh, of shadow beasts or whatever. All right. But you all roll initiative. <laughs> I already got it. <laughs> Thank God for advantage. Otherwise, I'd be a little because of my exhaustion and all of that, do I have disadvantage to initiation or no? No, that's not an ability check. And you're not poisoned anymore, I should point that out. Okay. Yay. Is Bork still suffering from exhaustion? Yes. Yep. Okay. Was she at least worth it? I don't know, you tell us. I would say that you're never going to look back on well on that night. No. Yes. Okay. He says you're not going to look back on well on that night. Okay. So you had fun. <laughs> well, it was worth it. All right. Penchi, what's your initiative? Uh, 22. Mork. Uh, 11. Ogden. 6. And then. Fifteen. Okay. Tenchi, your initiative. Okay. Uh, how far are they from us right now? Maybe fifty feet. All right. I'm only gonna move up twenty feet, so I'm within thirty feet. And I'm gonna try out my new thing where I just launch key blast at them. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, so it's going to be roll to attack, and it's basically just a 30-foot range melee attack with radiant damage. Yep. Wow, that's like a work six. To hit? <laughs> uh, sorry, no, hold on. Nine to hit. Okay, miss. Yeah, got that. Um, and I don't think I can take any other action other than that. Because right. it is, it is a, it's an ability, not, not an attack. Alright. No, it's, it's supposed to replace your attack. No, I didn't think it was a replace attack. I thought it was spend a key point to do this thing. Oh, you're right. My bad. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the giant that you threw your key blast at, that's just sort of like booped it on the chest is going to run 40 feet forward and golf club swing you. Uh, 
I feel like I've made a mistake. <laughs> well, that's a that's a fourteen and a twelve. Neither of those hit my AC. There you go. <laughs> Yay! Then you're up. Okay. Um. I'm going to use my staff of power for the first time. Ooh. Use a uh, uh, fireball. And I'm cast fireball. <laughs> fireball. Go for it. Oh shit. Okay, so. You cast a spell using. Um. I'm not sure what level I cast it at, because that matters. Um. Uh. uh fireball, fifth level version, so five cast, charges. Yeah, so you cast so it at fifth level. So this is saying fifth level version? I don't know what that. I think that might be. You're casting it as a fifth level fireball spell. Yeah, so. It's either fifth edition. Fireball, or it's fifth level fireball. The thing I looked up is little. So it says fireball, fifth level version, five charges. Alright, what does fifth level version mean? Frodo said it perfectly right. You're casting it at fifth level. Yeah, the version of fireball. That acts at fifth level, so you're probably like more than like five D six or something like that. Yep. Also, keep in mind that blast radius. Friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy's thirty feet tall. If she centers it on his face, it's not going to hit you. Fair. Yeah, if I center it on his each creature. So how close are they together? Um, well, this one of them has charged, so you're only going to be able to get one of them with it. Okay, well, I'll do it at that. So this one says I get 8d6 fire damage. Well, it's actually 10, because you're casting it as a 5th level rather than a 3rd level spell. I don't target... Okay, hold on. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere sends another point must make a dexterity saving throw. Yep. A target takes 18 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much uh-huh. damage on... Just, oh, okay, right, right. So it, it would be... At higher levels. plus another or third, fourth, fifth. That's a lot of... That's 10, that's, 10 d6. Is it 11d6, or is it 10d6? No, 10d6. So you start at 8d6, and yeah. at 5th level, it's two levels higher than the phase, so it's 10 Okay. No! What? Wait, no. I don't roll the hit, they roll a saving throw, yes, right? Yes, that is correct. That okay. is correct. <laughs> I like how you're like looking at me like, am I right? I better be right. <laughs> okay. I think I'm right, I'm just not sure. Against my uh, LBC? Yep, your spell save. Yeah, your spell save, which is what? 
It says 16, but I don't know if it should be updated. We'll just go with 16, I guess. Okay, he's going to fail. He failed? Okay. So roll right. your 10d, 10d6 damage. Alright, I'm just gonna, I only have two, so I'm just gonna roll the two, and can you tally them up for sure. me? Sure, yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, that's five. Alright. Five. Ten. Four. Fourteen. Nine. Okay, twenty-three. All right, and I get one more roll, right? Yeah, you get ten. And eight. Thirty-two? Yep. How many times did I roll? Was that four or five times? That was your fifth set of two. Okay, that's it. Oh, sorry, that was thirty-two damage, was it? Yeah. So, okay. yeah, this is why Fireball is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Fireball's a great spell. I uh, I miss Fireball so much. It used to be my bay. Alright, so... My old character. Having, having assessed you as a threat, the second giant is going to grab a chunk of nearby building and throw it at you. Oh my god, we're fighting yeah. titans. Can I dodge or something? Or? No. You well, can it, try and soak it with your AC. It, yeah, and we're going to see if it misses you, because that's how attacks work. <laughs> okay. Oh, a 26 hits you, I think. <laughs> Bye, yeah. man. Yeah, pretty much. I might have just killed you. You take 15 damage. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 26 might not hit me. What? What? I'm a, wait, I need to look up Armor of Gathers. You don't have it on. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Swear, I cast it at the beginning of this fight. I don't think it's going to give you over 8 points of base. Uh, I cast it at second level, which gives me 10. It gives you extra health, though, not armor class. Is it, it's, it's extra health. It's health. Right. Okay, just checking. And then damage if they hurt. Yeah, so right. you're still getting hit. It's just yeah. 10, 10 of the damage is being soaked. That might have saved your life. Was... Yeah. No, you're good. That might have just saved your life. Oh, it totally just did. Hmm? Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, you took 15 damage. I took 15 damage? Yeah. Whew. And then he takes 10 cold damage. 10 cold damage. Yep. Loose. Yeah. Not bad. <sighs> and you must now make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Rip. Well, the nice thing about casters is they can still cast from prone. Yeah, it's really not the biggest deal. <laughs> well, I got a 20. So. Alright, yeah. Wow. Fuck me. <laughs> Try to kill your players, but nah. You, you, you stand oh, your strength check. Good job. I'm sorry, what? No. Alright. My staff gives me plus two to all things. Ah. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. That's, that's a huge staff. 
Okay. That's sticky. It is now Bork's initiative. Bork, you're up. All right. You said that one of them was charging, correct? Yeah, one of them is standing right in front of Tenchi. So. Man, if only you had a lance, you could joust him. Yeah. I'm we gonna... should give our paladin a lance. I we should. Mm-hmm. I have a javelin. Um. So, alright, so he's right next to, to Tenchi? Yeah, so that's much? probably like... Yeah, he just tried to golf swing at me and just missed. Okay. So he's only like 20 feet ahead of you. Well, I've also got half speed because of uh, the exhaustion. Right. And my speed is typically 30, so I've got 15 speed. Um, does charging actually increase my speed at all, or no? Like, um, if I were to try to charge him... It, it normally do, it does not, but I, I'd be willing to say that you could make the distance, just because you don't have a battle map, and I don't want to be too hard on that sort of thing. Okay. All right, then I'm going to attempt to uh, to charge the, the one that is by Tenchi. Gotcha. All right, go for it. That is a 1-T-1 to hit. Got him. Okay. So, is he a fiend, undead, celestial, or fae? Nope. Darn it. Okay. Might be an aberration. Okay, so, all right, well, I need, I need to gather dice and three things, so. <laughs> it's always fun playing a melee class that, class that gets to throw a lot of dice. Yeah. Yeah, just a bit. I don't know if you want to go on to the next person, and I'll just tell you what my damages are. Oh, well, you might down him, so it's worth yeah. waiting. Anyway. I get one d6 of radiant damage for every hit. And I got a d12. Yeah, d12 for my um, great axe. And then do I get anything? I get a plus five because I charged him. Yep. And I believe that is it. How well off is he looking? Quite. He well, yeah. Well, except I when, except when that... Him then? Okay, yeah. Alright, just to try to get him I mean, I'm, I'm not going to try and tell you guys too much about like the gravitas of this fight, but you should not be scared to use your things. Okay. <laughs> well, then that's 2d8 right off the bat. Not undead morphine. Nope. So, I think that's all the dice that I rolled. So that's 10, 13, 19, 23, 31, 36 damage. And then, wait, no, hold on, 36, and then um, 39 damage. Okay. And because she divine smited the thing, does that mean we get the... Uh... Yeah, you you all get a uh, 1d4 cold damage. Yep. And, and technically, you're supposed to sink into the ground, I think? That is correct. Yes. 
these things half his body height in the ground. And all allies within 30 feet get 1d4 of cold damage. So the way I'm going to put that for a creature of this size is I'm going to say you sink him 5 feet into the ground. Okay. So unfortunately half his body is not going to translate because this person is literally a giant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I you... I mean, still 15 feet of the ground with the funniest shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, not any less threatening to anybody within, you know, arm's reach of this monster, but yeah, you know. Alright, well, I messed them up for you, Tenchi. <clears throat> oh yeah, you gave him the yeah, beats. Yeah, just go where's my next turn. Give him the beats. Uh, Ogden, you're up. Because I don't get a second attack, do I? I don't think I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Why would you not? I haven't played this character in a while in combat. I kind of forget. So yeah, you, you, you took the attack action. You just yeah. burned a lot of stuff to go with it, but you still get a second attack. Okay. Yeah, but you don't, um, get, like, you don't get the charge damage. You don't get... Yeah. Um, so this is another standard attack. Yeah, yeah. it's just a what, what are the other um, giants doing? There's two other giants. What are they doing? There's only, there's two, only one other there's, there's, there's only two one giants, yeah. The one yeah, that you're in melee with. 30 feet away. That's really garbled. I don't know what you just said, Kenny. There's two giants, one that you're in melee with right now, and another 30 feet away that's throwing parts of buildings at people. Alright, I can't mess with the 30 feet away one. Not this time. Um, so I guess I'll just... Uh, hit the one that um, I'm right next to. Yep. You know, I can just leave that one to you and go after the other one. So, and that's going to be 16 to hit. Okay, that is a miss. Okay. All right. Ogden, now you're up. Yay! So that one that's really far away and hucking buildings at people. Yep. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt on him. Sure. Seems good. As a third level spell. Right. So, let's see. Um, I have to roll to hit, right? Yep. I so. Yeah, you're hitting him. Yeah, make a ranged spell attack against the target. Does a 22 hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Well, since I'm using a third level slot, I need a bunch of D6s. Level slot, 66, and I also get my bonus radiant damage, and the next attack against him is at advantage. Oh, wow, that was a lot of, that was a lot of really low rolls. Yeah. Doesn't matter, still hard, too. What the fuck? <laughs> Alright, so, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, plus double my proficiency, or double my wisdom, just 6, so 16 damage, and the next attack has uh, advantage against him. Alright. Mm -hmm. He's got a mythical dim light glittering on the target until he's attacked. Uh, I mean, it's a. No. <laughs> that, that magical light is not strong enough to pierce this darkness, so I'm afraid I'm gonna. Well, darn. I'm gonna nip okay, that, so. but. Normally you are correct. That was a third level spell slot. Boom. So it didn't work? Oh, it did right. work. It and, did um, work. It did work. It did work. People do have advantage on him, but he's just not glowing like yeah, a fairy. Just, 
Yeah, it's just the, the, right, the small so the small cosmetic. You said he's about 50 feet away, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, can I move up towards him to draw his attention away from my squishier members <coughs> without getting attacked by the other giant? So, yeah, what you'll do is you'll, like, shift over 10 feet and forward mm-hmm. 10 feet. So you're not walking through the right. threat range of the one of the closer giant, but you are notably further from them that you were. That's fine, and I've got my uh, my mace with light, and, so and you guys I'm not worried have, about. You guys would have noticed that, like, the building hunk he threw at Ben was like just barely bigger than Ben. It's not like it. It's not like an area weapon. Okay. Don't look different when trigger shade shots you. No, mm-hmm. no, it's just a, a giant size, a giant's fist of, of building thrown. Mm-hmm. I can work with that. Spoilers, these are stone giants. If that wasn't, if we just, you know, being <laughs> I get it crystal now. clear at this point. Wait a second. Do dwarves get advantage against giants in 5th uh, edition, no. or is that just a 3-5 thing? That was a 3-5 thing, and a silly one at that. Okay. So wait, are they actually made out of stone? No. Get the shadow of the Colossus the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, okay. Anyway, okay. my turn's done, so. Yep. So. We reset. Tenchi, you noticed that the space between this giant and the further away giant has become ripply like water. Okay. But it is your it is your initiative. So the space between the giant I'm currently engaging and the giant throwing shit is now ripply like water. Yeah, like like just black water. Okay, uh. I'm gonna try and go through it, I guess. So, yeah, you're just gonna run at him? Yeah, at the one that's currently throwing stuff. Okay, make a dexterity saving throw. Twenty-two total. Okay. As you're running that distance, you see several inky black tendrils lap up from the black water waves, almost as if there is a gigantic octopus just under your feet. And you can see it trying to grab you, but you're able to deftly maneuver your way past its grasp. But despite dodging seven tentacles, it's that damn eighth one that you overlook and take four points of bludgeoning damage as you exit the area. Four points of bludgeoning damage. But you are now standing in front of the giant. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do that thing that I do where I hit him four more times. Yep. Alright, so this is flurry blows, so first attack Mm-hmm. is 12. Okay. Uh, second attack from martial arts 
is an 8. Flurry of Blows 1 is a 22. Uh, Flurry of Blows 2 is a 10. So I hit him once, I'm assuming. Sorry, what was the other high ones? You know, there was 21 and a what else? Uh, 12, 8, 22, 10, in that order. Yeah, 22 hits. Okay, so that's one hit from a flurry of blows. So 1d6 plus 1d4. So 11 points of damage, three of which are cold. Okay. And he must... Uh, make a dexterity saving throw against a DC of 13. Or, or be knocked prone. Or be knocked prone. Yeah. Alright, he's gonna make that save. Yeah. Alright. Not by a lot, though, to be honest with you. Not by a lot. Yeah. I, I figured that might be my best shot. Okay, the giant that's in melee range with Vork is going to uh, take its turn and do that thing that things with melee ranges do with things that are in their melee range. And, uh, and swing at Vork twice. Vork, I've got a 20 and a 17. Both hit. Really? Yeah. We need to get you some better armor. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we we have to fix that because when I level up, I will outclass you in armor class. You got shield of faith in you more often. Healing Chrome is it's a concentration spell, and it probably won't work here anyway. Most of my spells are concentration, so it makes picking them really kind of. Difficult. Alright, that's 31 damage. Oh, 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 God. Thirty-one damage. I got a calc right here. What you got total? Um, what's 18 plus whatever it was? 31 or 18 plus 31. 49. That's its initiative. That's all it's gonna do. Not looking too good. Vin. I have five health, by the way. Oof. Vin, you're up. Okay. Um, I am going to use my staff. That wall of force. Okay. I'm gonna cast it in a uh, fairly large half dome. Between, so are any of teammates are all sort of engaged in melee? Yeah. Closer, right? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to cast it in a half um, dome that sort of goes up, up to my head, and like the, the point is to stop me from getting hit with chunks of building. Right. Um. And it lasts for ten minutes. Yep. Um, but it's not enclosed fully, so like, come and duck behind it. Yeah. So I don't think it's invisible. That's correct. Yeah, I'm not anywhere near that. But, um, 
you want me to, if you know what it is. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. It's immune to damage and can't yep. be dispelled by dispel magic. Yep, that is correct. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It can only be dispelled. It can only be dispelled by a disintegrate spell. Yes. That's a broken spot. I love that. I mean, it's it's a it's a wall. Yeah, um, I got the fact. But just immune to damage is just absurd. I mean, if it wasn't immune to damage, then what would be the point? You know. I mean, I assume it would just be able to break over time, like any other thing. It only lasts ten minutes, though. That's also so. true. But. Okay. Yep. The other giant is going to ignore the taps at its feet of Tenchi and is going to grab another hunk of building and throw it at uh, Lauren's character, Vin. And it is going to throw that building chunk right into your wall of force and it is going to splatter brick and mortar all over the place right in front of you. Okay. And it is now Bork's initiative. Okay, well, Bork did not appreciate being smacked like that. Right. So, Bork's going to uh, Divine Smite him again, and this time he's going to try to do it at the uh, second level. Okay. So, let's see if he hits. Yeah, he's going to hit. That is an 18 plus 6. Nice. So Yeah, that will hit. He's going to hit. So, 12. D10 for D6 for radiant damage. D8 for the first. D8 for, got it. Hit him again. And probably miss. Well, what is it? Um, I rolled an 8, and so it's 8 plus 6. So, okay. yeah, 14. 14. That's a miss. Oh, yeah, no, I, I miss. Alright. Next initiative is Ogden. So, how bad off does the one that, uh, Orcs fighting look? I'm starting to get bored of this question from you people. Um, it looks hurt. <laughs> I missed that. You got you cut out. It looks hurt. Okay. You know what? You're the one that's uh, throwing the building pieces. Actually, he's what, like 20 feet away from me now? Who? Uh, the one that's throwing the uh, building chunks at Finn. If it is only 20 feet away from you, 
then you need to make a dexterity saving throw because you're standing on that black water. Uh, you tell me. Like I said, we don't have we don't have a bow mat. So, so I I didn't I didn't understand how close you were trying to get. So I I I kind of put you more to like being parallel with the melee guy, but not in melee with it. Yeah, no, I'm not next to him. I'm talking about the other woman. No, I, I understand that. I understand that. So okay, it's thirty feet. It's like forty feet away from the melee that you guys are in. Okay. Or that, that Bork and the first giant are in. Then right. is 10 feet down the road, or 15 feet down the road from that. All right. And I imagine that you kind of went to the side of the road to sort of make yourself yes. a, a visible target to the other giant. Yes. But I didn't imagine yes. that you went too far towards it. Yeah, well, now at this point, I'm going to go far towards him. Okay. Um, can you charge without the charge feet? Yeah, yes. you don't get any bonuses for it, but... Oh, I don't get, like, extra movement speed or anything like that? No, 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 not at all. That's not a part of it at all. Okay, well then, with 25 uh, movement speed, I'm not probably not going to be able to make it to him and then attack, so... Well, considering that, you know, we're working with a rough mental map of this battle... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to say that you wanted to have moved yourself close enough, you could have between these two rounds. So, I'm okay with you getting within melee reach, but you are going to have to make a dexterity saving throw. That's... You do have to pass through that weird little black wall. That is true. With the tentacles. Yeah. That's basically it. Um... Honestly, at this point, I think I'm going to go over and uh, start bashing on the one that Bork's hitting. Okay. Just, just try and take one of them down. So, my full movement speed over to him. And then attack, and probably bonus attack if I need to. So, that's likely not going to hit at a 16. Nope. Alright. Then I'm going to use my, uh, what is it? My War Domain ability to take another attack as a bonus action. Alright. Oh, God. 14. Even more for that time. Yeah, so that was a waste of turn. Alright, next. <laughs> okay. Well, don't beat yourself oh, well. up about it. You guys keep kicking the ass of everything I throw at you, so I'm raising the bar. Mm -hmm. Alright, Tenchi, your initiative. I should have just cast a spell at him. appear to be much better. Yep. Alright, so initiative resets. Uh, but then again, I also don't get spells back right now, so I'm trying to think. I'm gonna do attack, attack, Bonus attack. Okay. So no key points used. So first attack is an eight again. God damn. Second attack is a nine. Not a whole lot better. Bonus attack is twenty-four. Hey. Yay! So roll that. Roll that sweet, delicious d6 for four points of damage, and an additional one from cold. So five damage total, one being cold. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did as little damage as possible. <laughs> you helped. <laughs> Alright. So, it is giant number two. It has gone on long enough for uh, you standing near it 
So it is going to um, look to swipe you, but instead it's going to stick to its guns, and it's going to fucking kill that little girl that he can't seem to kill. So he's going to grab another hunk of the road and throw it and throw it at Vin again. And the uh, wall of force stops the projectile again. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. No, sorry. I was controlling the wrong giant. My bad. Yeah, I was about to say, I think we skipped some people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's the giant that you're in melee with. So he's going to make a great club attack at one at each of its uh, melee opponents. Well, Ogden, this is going to be rough times because you just got critical by a giant. Oh, um, but I'm fairly certain that the 14 misses um, Bork, so that's yeah, good news. Bye, Ogden! It's fine, you're doing more damage than me anyway. I hope you have a character concept drawn up for another one. Alright, that's 22 damage. Oh, wow. Woof. Still standing, though. Yeah, Whoops. I was about to say, I'm surprised it was that little. You said 22, so... It's, I mean, you guys don't exact, You guys aren't running around with 100 health in your, man, in your pools, so... 22 damage no, is a pretty fair amount of damage would, for one I hit. I would survive that as I am right now, which is... I've been hit already once. Right, but these things attack. And it also doesn't have weapons; it's just its fist. No, this is a great club. Oh, the club got a club. Yeah, yeah but yeah. when I, you know, hear being hit by a giant, I immediately think he's being like critted by a giant. He's like, "Here's fifty points of damage." Sorry. Well, I, I, these things, the, like I'm using Stone Giant as a template, but since I'm using okay. two of them, they're not their challenge rating seven normal selves. They're a little, oh, okay. they're a little smaller. Because, yeah, if I'm using them as printed, it should have been, like, 36 damage. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to use don't that. that. Like, it's, it's not necessary. Um, okay, now it is Vin's initiative. So, I was a little confused on if I could cast um, a spell from behind this wall. So, do you need line of sight for the spell? What are you going to cast? I'm thinking of casting fireball. Okay, then that's fine. You can cast fireball from behind that wall. You can't cast a projectile from behind that wall. Right. Okay. Because I'm not enclosed all the way, it can sound like well, you don't throw fireball. It's not like you shoot it. You okay. just designate a place, and that place explodes. Is what the spell is. Alright, now, looking out on the field, Yep. how close are people to these giants? I mean, two is everyone of your, in melee? Yeah, two of yeah. your friends are in, in melee with the one close to you, and your third friend is in melee to the further, far away one. But again, these creatures are over 20 feet tall, so if you just focus the blast 
above them or at their upper body, you don't run the risk of hurting your friends at all. Right, I'll do upper body. Sure. All right, they need to roll a saving throw. Well, which one? The one... Um, that's closer or the one that's further away? The one that's closer is taking a lot of damage. I'll do the one that's closer then, if I can hit it without... Um, yeah, yeah. Without hurting my If you want to be super technically... Like, I've always seen people do this, where they, like, focus the blast, like, such in such a way that only a small part of the explosion yeah. would hit it. Like, it's up and off the little. It's, but you can get them. Right. All right, it's going to fail a dexterity saving throw, so go ahead and throw your 10d6 damage. All right. I'm not trying to sugarcoat things here. There's a very real possibility that this spell might kill it. We need that. Um, eleven. All right, hey, that's a good start. Uh, nine. Twenty. Seven. All right, yeah. Um, another eleven. Okay. Wow. And eight. Forty-six. Yeah, that's a lot better than the last one. So. uh yeah, no, that uh, that fireball kills the giant. And it sort of falls back. I go like that. <laughs> nice. For the listeners at home, then uh, then like gestures that her finger is a gun, which is a foreign concept to this high fantasy realm, and then blows on her finger like it was a steaming barrel. <laughs> well, she did just kind of blow the shit out of it. I mean, so. I get it. Uh, I'm not saying that she's wrong, and that's her character. But I just, I like... I like idioms like that, not translating. You know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the giant sort of like falls back and just as its body hits the ground, the world shakes around you. But its body like poofs into like this mass of black smoke that dissipates. Now, was that the one in front of the Malleus or was that the one beyond the wall of liquid stuff? That was the one no, closer the one to the party that, that you and Bork okay, were standing right. in front of. The one yeah, that just smacked me up, yeah. Yeah, we just, we just get across the... <clears throat> yeah. About, about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. I can I can do do this, maybe, I think. I think I'm just going to stay here and uh, pew pew it with lasers. Yeah. I don't know if I can hit it with my javelin or not. It's not... That it's the going through the tendrils, in my opinion. I don't have that much HP left. <laughs> Only you make a wall of force that's a tunnel that goes through the weird little thing. No. I don't think a warlock can shape their spells unless they take that feat specifically. Alright. I can shape it, but I don't think like that. I think that would be amazing. It. You can say you can shape it. I can shape it in a wall in any direction in 120 foot. Yes, but like I don't know, I feel like a tunnel might be. They mentioned sphere, um, hemisphere, and wall, like flat wall. Yeah. Huh. That, but those, that's not warlock. That's wall of force has those. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a warlock. Oh. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's just I mean, wall like of that. force. Like that. Yeah. All right. Um, it is the giant's turn. After seeing its friend fall, it is going to go into a rage. Oh, shit. 
and make a pair of fist attacks at Tenchi. Oh no. Bye guys. Dodge him. That's a 19 and an 18. Uh, I will parry the 19. Do, do both of them hit? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm parrying the first one. Just a normal 1d6 of this. Oops. Right, mitigating first... five of the first one. Alright, so the first punch is 12 damage. <clears throat> and the second punch is 8 damage. And uh, at this point, you'll notice that the, the, the sort of black waves have disappeared. Okay. Oh, handy. Can do that. Well, if you could probably insinuate that the giant was concentrating on the spell, and now that he has gotten into a berserker ra a barbarian rage, he cannot concentrate on spells. Yeah. Um, okay, it is Bork's initiative. Alright, how far away is the other giant from 40, me? 40 feet. 40 feet. Alright. Um, I'm going to be as close as I can with and so right now my movement speed is 15. Okay. Or minus. Um, did I get me within 20 feet? No, I get you to 25. You can take a negative to your uh, to hit to throw up the javelin and have a plus one range from it. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to do that. I'm going right. to try to throw a javelin. Alright, so does she throw with disadvantage? Do I throw a disadvantage, or do I just take a negative to my... That's... Negatives and whatnot are not a thing anymore like that. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Alright. Well, me dice. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Does the thing still have Guiding Bolt cast on it? So No, because I've been attacking it. Yeah, he's been punched like six oh, times. Oh, Okay. Never mind. Go. Ah! Um, that is going to be a uh, 21 to hit. Hey, look at that. That's you got impressive. it. I got a 20 and a 15. Not bad. Oh, that, that's a blower yeah. that you didn't get the crit, though. I know, mm -hmm. but, you know, at least I hit him. Yeah, yeah, shit. So, I throw javelin for a total of 8 damage. Alright. And now... Can I make another attack? Yeah. Because I'm... Okay. Yeah, but um, those, that, that's just a regular javelin, right? Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to hit with the second javelin. Okay. So I'm down two javelins. Okay. It is Ogden's initiative. All right, so 40 feet away, I can move up to 25. Okay, I'm just going to run up and uh, up to my full move speed of 25. And cast Guiding Bolt on it again. Alright. And hopefully I will do more damage this time if I even hit it at all. Oh, Jesus. Nope. That's a 12 to hit. 
Yeah. I am rolling like shit most of tonight. <laughs> that happens to everybody every now and then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, initiative resets. At this point, you all hear the guards yell, We've, we've slain them. We will join you momentarily. Okay. Sooner the better. <laughs> just yeah. hearing somebody shout that in the middle of a fight just sounds complete. Hmm. Alright, hmm. folks, on the initiative. to be automatons. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, uh, burn another key point, do flurry blows again. Oh, So, first attack is 10. God damn. Second attack, 14. Flurry of Blow 1 is 24. God damn it. Flurry of Blow 2 is 10. I heard a 24 in there, right? Yeah, the first Flurry of Blow was 24. Alright, and the rest were. Not enough. 10, a 14, and another 10. Gotcha. Alright, go. So, go ahead and roll your damage then. Uh, and roll a dexterity saving throw, or be not prone, against 13. What's the damage? Oh, the damage is, uh, 7 plus 4, so, uh, 7 regular 4 cold, and did he pass his dexterity save? No, he failed. Okay, cool, so he's not prone. Awesome. I uh, sweep the leg of a giant. Figure that out. <laughs> All right. It is now Vin's initiative. Fireball. Um. So who is between? Um. The creature. So all of us. Yeah, pretty much all of your allies in some manner of a line are between you and the second giant that is now on the ground. Okay, I was going to use lightning bolt, but that would be a bad idea. Probably for most of us, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you could like sidestep along the street to line up a better shot if you'd like to do that. Um, you know, so you you're, you don't end up roasting even one ally in the process. Okay. Um, so is there a way that I can... I'm kind of imagining this all happening down the street. Yeah. Where is the tentacly darkness? That's gone. 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 Okay. Then I'll just fire all the dice. I was going to use lightning bolt to shoot the tentacle darkness and... Gotcha. And that's my own logic there. No, 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 I feel you. Alright, so you're just going to okay. use fireball on the down giant again? Okay, mm-hmm. go for it. Yep. So, uh, first roll a uh, saving throw. Or a, a spell. It fails. Am I rolling that too? No, it's... 
It's on the ground. No, it's not. Yes, oh. it is. It's right, not but, thrown. But, it, but it's still 30 feet long now. So okay, yeah. It's very right. possible for her to... I can, like... She can she can push it further away. Right, right. You might lose an eyebrow, but it'll be fine. Right. Alright. Twelve. Seven. Nineteen. Twelve. Wow. Thirty-one. Nine. Alright, forty. And five. Forty-five. Pretty good. Fireballs. Yep, that's well, a fireball. Well, they're casting at fifth level, which is banana. Yeah, that's it's all it's all silly. Okay. I only get five. Sorry about that. Paris just uh, texted and said that he's been wrestling with his computer for a bit. He's going to try and join via his phone. That'd be nice if we could get some marriage support just in time to kill these things and be done. Somebody right. still help? <gasps> hmm. That's a concept. Did you say some, some, somebody at full health? Alright. Um, it is now the giant's turn. It is going to... Who was the last person to damage it? Vin? Yeah, Vin. Alright, it is going to run past Tenchi, run past Ogden, run past Borg to get to her. So Would all they of, each get an attack of opportunity? Yes, they will. Bam. <laughs> nope. So, ten, okay, ten, ten, Tenchi's first. Uh, roll the 23. That'll hit, dude. Roll your damage. Okay. Uh, six regular and two cold. Alright. And Ogden. I got a 16. Alright, that'll miss. I'm switching dice. (laughs) (laughs) And Bork. My red and black one. Uh, Bork misses. Okay. I do not know. It's probably downstairs then. The giant uh, is going to have to use the dash action to get to Vin, but it is standing basically above you when it stops. Okay. It is Bork's initiative. Okay, so now how far away is it from me? Can I reach it in, is it 15 feet or is it way more? It's close, yeah, because you didn't, you didn't run towards it the first turn, right? Or the no, like, I did. Last, last turn you did just run at it? Yeah, I tried, I ran from one giant to the next. Okay, then I, it, it passed you and went like 20 feet past where you were. So, so it's, I won't it, be able to. Will you allow me to 
do the charge to be able to, to hit it or no because it's it's too far away yeah it's... far away okay well then i will get as close to it as i can um if i can get up to 20 feet away then i'll have to hold this advantage to get the javelin yeah you can certainly get that you can get get within 20 feet of it okay then i guess get to that point and well if i can actually get 15 feet away from it that'd be great yeah you can do that and then I'm going to throw another javelin at it. Alright, go for it. And I'm going to miss. And then off the table. Should I roll my other one? And I'm going to botch. Okay. And Ogden. Ogden's going to crunch, getting a little winded after chasing after these fucking giants. Right, as you Turn do. around, run the other <laughs> 25 feet back, and try and cast Guiding Bolt at him. Alright, go for it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Nope. Alright. <laughs> We're trying, Ben. We're trying real hard. I'm freaking out. <laughs> you yeah. should. Yeah. Just hide under your shield. Your wall, of course. Alright, it's at this point that behind you, Ben, uh, you hear a, a sort of ruckus amount of plate boots slamming into the floor, and from both sides of you, your 11 guard sort of run past you and, and engage the, the giant. Oh, good. And unleash a flurry of slashing and stabbing attacks. And between the 11 of them, I'm going to just say they do the 20 damage that's left to this to this giant. And they fell it. Yay! They did it. I'm starting to get real worried there. Oh, I mean, if it... Got another chance, you were probably going to die. I was going to cast the shield wall again and just totally encase myself in a little bubble. <laughs> and it would, you, how scary would that be? To just, like, be surrounded by a wall of force, but this, like, enraged giant is just too stupid to understand that. And it's just beating <laughs> on the cage that you put yourself in. You're fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yes, it would be. It would be. Also, hey, Paris. Here I am. I'm here. Hey! All right. We just fi finished the fight. Yay! <laughs> you, you did it, buddy. I summoned my pocket ranger. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the only one with full health, buddy. Yep. Ah, oh, sweet, awesome. <laughs> yeah. You you are in the middle. Beautiful. You're in the middle of a of a magically darkened district of the biggest city in the world. Where you don't hunger, you don't thirst, you don't need to sleep, but when you leave that place, all of the needs that have built up for your time spent there rush you. You uh, nice. have, are... Um, no healing magic works here. Divination magic causes a feedback that hurts. And uh, you and your you and your party has just have just felled two stone giants that were shrouded in this dark energy. And you are yes. walking a patrol of 11 guard guardsmen of the great city 
towards the center of the darkness in an attempt to dispel it. All right. I'm all caught up. Let's do this. All right. (laughs) So I know it's coming up on 10 right now, but I feel that we can resolve the darkness if we go to 1030. Are you guys down for that? Yeah, I can do 1030. Yeah. Okay. And this will give Paris a chance to do some, some cool Batman stuff. Yeah. All right. So the guardsmen, you know, sort of clean up the battlefield. You can see that there was a couple of the shadow creatures that they had fought off of still being uh, put down. But, uh, a, you know, a few minutes later, you're able to regroup and uh, move on. The guardmen tell you whenever you're ready to move, let them know. And as the dust well, of the... F- the deal, I guess we're ready to go now. Yeah. As the, I mean, as the before du- we leave, I'd like to try to use my own healing thing real quick, just on me. Sure, go for it. the only one it affects. Uh, let's see here. It is uh, wholeness of body, and I gain... What's it, like three times your monk level? Yeah, uh, yeah, three times my monk level. And hit points back. Alright, you use it? I mean, it's not magic. It's not magic, so I figure it might work here. Right, and I feel I feel what you mean. Do you try it? So it would just be twenty one it would just be twenty one hit points back. Alright, you don't get any back. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well worth a try. Yep. <laughs> Let's keep moving so we can get the hell out of here. So as the dust of the event settles, Aurelius the twelfth kinda walks out and realizes, Man, you guys did really well there. Where, where the hell was he? Yeah, thanks for your help. Fighting, probably. I'm not a fighter. Makes sense. Clearly. You're paying for my connections, you're paying to say that you know me, and I've opened some doors for you. I'm not a fighter. No, no, you've opened a door. Aurelius, do you know of any uh, way to uh, heal in this area? No, not at all. Once I got a scrape in here and the wound didn't close until I left. Okay. Awesome. I can only imagine what you're all going through. Once you get it. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the reminder of my yeah. pain. Ogden takes his arm and like pops it back into its socket. Right. <laughs> Tenji kind of moves his rib back into place. Yeah. I do some jumping jacks. I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Buddy. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right, let's continue then. All right. No need to drag this out any longer. Yep. So the next couple of hours of marching have passed. Clearly that was the concentration of any resistance in the area that you would have encountered. Hmm. Up ahead, you can see that there is some sort of theatrical stage in the center of this opening where a bunch of streets would intersect in this area. Of course. And it is lit up. And, That's weird. And amongst the uh, sort of the magical light that's lighting up this one place that has light to it amongst the entire area of this of this district of pitch black, the guard says, "We're here. We're in the center now." And mm. on stage, you can see a series of cages made out of this sort of black, shadowy steel. 
that sort of emanate like a smoldering black mist, like you've seen all throughout this place. Mm. And in in these cages are the following individuals. Micton Shiverbone, Rose Krimna, Rattleman the Fourth, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, Rattleman the Fourth, and uh, Dwalin. Rosé, oh. no! Interesting. Really now? To catch no, Paris up on... Yeah, to catch Paris on who these individuals are. These are all p- people that the party has met in the great city. Micton Shiverbone okay. is a former guard that worked for the city, but is now some manner of undead uh, and runs a precarious apothecary with way too many traps at his doorstep. <laughs> yep. Rose Krimna is a Lamia, which is like uh, a centaur, but instead of a horse, they're a lion. And she, and runs, she, a- she, she runs a brothel in the city and has the hots nice. for Bork and has taken Bork Sweet. into her bed for one night. Nice. Rattleman the Fourth is a green scaled dragonborn who is the captain of the guard in the local area of like in the, in the district where they the party had been. And Dwalin okay. was a person that they had met in the darkness who has done some nefarious and shady things since they've met him, including disappearing okay. on them. <laughs> Just like randomly vanishing, and we're like, uh, where did he go? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we literally entered a building and he didn't follow us in. He just disappeared. <laughs> Nobody bothered to check. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. alright, alright. It was a little bad. And, all right. and, okay. and in the rafters of this theater stage, sitting on one of the, like, edges, is a raven with a gold beak, bat like wings gilded talons holding a large ring with a diamond on it. Well, that answers that question. Oh, hello again. And it sort of flies down and greets you all as you approach the stage. Forefound <clears throat> leans down is like, is that the thing that you you keep seeing whenever you cast spells? I think it was a bit bigger. But yes, that looks very similar. And it introduces itself. Well, uh, fuck it. Ah, welcome. I've hoped you've enjoyed the performance so far. It has been wonderful to see you do your dance. I am Shade. And I would like to play a game with you all. I don't like games. What's its name? Shade or Shave? Shade. Shade. Oh boy. Really? What? Nothing. Just <laughs> something just clicked in my brain. Keep going. Did you figure out what game this fucking storyline's based off of yet? No, but the, the name Shade just kind of pops up into my brain. Anyway. Don't worry about it. Keep going. I think it's like Jigsaw. Greetings. I would like to play a game. Right. <laughs> this particular portion is. It continues. And it sort of, like, flies up 
onto the stage. Amongst the beings on this stage, one of them is responsible for this darkness. If you all can think about your experiences here and know which of them it is and call them out, I can stop the darkness. And if we choose incorrectly? Well, those two big boys that you killed earlier, they got the question wrong. Oh. Is, is the bird thing actually on the stage? Yeah, it flew up onto the stage when it started that. So the exact words were... were... The person, there's a person on the stage responsible? One of the beings on this stage is responsible for the darkness. If you choose the correct person, or the, the right being... I can dispel it. And where is the creature now? Still on the stage. Sort of just hovering above the ground there. Is there... Can we look and see any if anybody else is on the stage in, like, the shadows or whatnot? What do you mean? Like, all if those people that I named? Hiding on the stage. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um... By the way, you guys have noticed that the guard, the 11 guards you have with, brought with you, have been frozen. Oh, well, fun. Oh, boy. So, this is a puzzle. Yes. <laughs> I think... I think there's a good chance, like, so... What are there, like, four people in cages up there? There are... Yeah, there are four people in cages, and then the creature. So some some being on this stage is responsible. Right. I can dispel it. He's on this stage. Right. This is also that, just setting up a red herring in my head. Yeah. That could be the answer. That could also be the trick. There is one question we can ask, and that is, what did the giants say? What was their answer? Ask it. Okay, Tenchi asked, well, what did the giants say that got them turned into giants? The wrong answer. Well, what's the wrong answer? Well, about four of the beings on this stage. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think that would work. Hmm. Well, let, let's think about the people that we've met. Um, the undead dude really seemed that phase the prophet from the darkness. Yes, he was. Um, he gave up a cozy life as a guard to peddle his wares in a very questionable and dangerous alley. Well, he was also undead long before we got there. True. The lion person said that she was making a prophet in the darkness as well because there was lonely people in there. And she was... I, I, I can't exactly remember what was going on, but... She was selling flesh. Yeah, she was selling flesh in the darkness. So she's making a profit off this as well and doesn't seem too bothered by it. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean that she's... No, but I'm just pointing out... You know, and then Razzleman is the captain of the guard. If anything, he's doing his best to try and uh, mitigate this issue. Yeah, he hasn't done anything I would deem suspicious. Isn't that itself a reason for suspicion? I don't know, probably not. And then the crazed dude that we found that just kind of disappeared. That we know nothing about. That we know nothing about. We still partially think that he's uh, possessed. The darkness did attack him, though. So I think he's unlikely to have caused it, but... Uh, did it? Yeah, what... It, it's... You know, what, what better way to tell a story? Story. So it could have all been a trick. And healing is used to work here, and he came back rather quickly. What if we just did, like, the blood test from the thing? That's just how we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh... If, if I could incorporate that scene in everything that I do in my life, I would. <laughs> so good. It might be worth a try to pick one and then have Ogden do his divine answer. No, thing. she'll interrupt that, or he'll interrupt that, or whatever it is will interrupt that. I mean, you want to try a divine question? I'll probably interrupt, but like, I'm wondering to try. I'm wondering if Shade would be willing to uh, raise the stakes. All right. What do you ask? I'm asking for him to trade us one of the people who are not guilty in exchange for me. What do I have to gain by gaining you? The same thing that you had to gain by acquiring these four specimens. Well, I don't know that I obtained any of them, much less do I possess ownership of them now. So they're not physically here, is what you're saying? Oh, they're certainly physically here. Hmm. So they're here on their own wishes? No, uh, they were like probably stolen in the night. Abducted. Probably the same thing that happened to Dwan when he just randomly disappeared. The shadows probably got him. Or he just shadows. left. Or it's he... not the dragon kind. It's not the dragonborn. Do we have any spells to force truth? No, but think about this. Somebody who works for the darkness, somebody who is an agent of this darkness, is clearly under the effects or under the direct command of Sunderer. The person who works for the Sunderer has no reason to fear touching the hammers barehanded. This is true. And he did put on that gauntlet to protect himself from it. A very unique piece of gear to prevent that kind of mind domination means he knows what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, or he was already affected by it. No. Just put on a shelf. No. Either way. It, I'm yes. going to go with it's not the dragon one. The way I see it, we probably got a, a definite no, which would be the dragon one. A, uh, two possibles, and then uh, one is uh, actually three possibilities. I, I don't think the Lamia is uh, part of it. Well, hold on. 
we're, we're missing kind of a vital component here. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't talked to any of the people that are on the stage right now. Can we talk to them? Are they conscious? Yes. Oh, well, in that case... Interrogation. I have points in that, but I've got a disadvantage. Right. Um, <laughs> Gosh darn it, Kenny. Oh, but the Lamia was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know you have disadvantage on ability checks, not skill checks. Yeah. Oh, so... Correct, so intimidation will still work. You're just tired. Oh, Investigate. Like yawn in the middle of it. Yeah, I've got intimidation and I've got persuasion. Yeah, persuasion. And I've got oh, cat. I was about to say, I hate cat yet. Yeah. Do it. I still think uh, we should consider the bat creature as a potential. No, I'm not ruling that out at all. I'm just saying that it's easier to rule out the people it isn't than it is to try to find the person it is. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's an obvious choice. And I feel like that's what he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he's obviously stated that he's also on the, the stage as well. But yeah, he hasn't exactly held that. I don't feel like it's Dwalin though. The guy may not know why he was here, but he was definitely here trying to accomplish something. He yeah. also made the claim of being guided by the crystals. Yes. Which is. We could ask the crystals for help. Yes, we could. I don't know if they will actually be able to answer, because from what I remember, uh, Roderick was not able to see through the darkness while he was doing his scouting. Correct. We're probably cut off from them right about now. I'm going to say no. No, Gnome's there. Oh. What? What? (laughs) What? The spirits are with you always, man. Oh, Okay. We're just running on a remote copy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you call uh, to the spirits for air? already kind of exhausted and all this other kind of shit. If we want to try it, I could pray to them. Wouldn't be a bad idea. We'll save that as our trump card. Yeah. If we can do this without that kind of divine intervention. Yeah. I mean, I still have a, a little bit of hit points left. I'm probably not the most hurt. Of the group, but... Yeah, I believe Vin is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Again, we're, we're still going to need to talk to the people. Well, let's go ahead and take a step back and think about everything that's happened, as uh, Shade suggested. So, you're right. With the uh, Dragonborn, there's the whole hammer thing. Uh, he's very obviously concerned about it. He's trying to counteract them however he can, they found a way to suppress him. I don't believe he's the one that's uh, that's behind this. The Lamia, right place at the right time, I suppose, having a brothel right at the edge of the darkness. Um, very odd timing, though, that, uh, or interesting coincidence that the darkness sprouted up when the crystals were destroyed, and she's just right outside the district. There's a lot of things just that are right outside. That and I, what have her roses done for us? I, I have not. They were supposed to open doors. They were supposed to be a symbol that said, "Don't fuck with this person." Yeah. Have we seen? And I, I still got mine like, laced up in my hair too. We all do, or we all have them displayed at least. And they really haven't helped terribly much. 
Not that much, no. I mean, we didn't really as far as we seek know. out anything that it would help for. She didn't say that it would make us immune to anything, so blaming, mm-hmm. you know, well, we just got attacked. Yeah. I'm with this fucking flower. Why did this fucking flower work? It's a Wow. So, mm-hmm. so you guys are at the end for this. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind, you know, kind of making you feel better about having those roses. Uh-huh. I had a a so there's a bunch of different factions at play in this darkness. Uh huh. Um, and you guys in last week's session by going out and meeting all these different faction representatives like Rose, like mm-hmm. Rattle in the Third, Fourth, and like all of these characters. You have sort of aligned yourself with all those factions, including the Aureliuses, even. So there were that in this darkness, you guys were supposed to have a bunch of different encounters that were bad for you, but were mm-hmm. but for every faction you were a friend of, you could skip out on one. Okay. No, oh, Andy. So like, okay. I had an encounter for you to get attacked by slave drivers, but. They saw the roses and left you alone. I had an encounter that you guys were going to get uh, ambushed by, you know, yeah. hands for the Aurelius, the Aurelius clan, but they saw Aurelius the Twelfth with you, so they didn't fuck with you. Like, hmm. I, I, I had. were supposed to happen, but they did not because we actually we, went through and did everything. We did yeah. all the side Yeah. <laughs> You went and made friends yeah. with all these factions, and now in this wild zone, none of the factions fuck with you except for the wild zone itself. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, but we need to we need to get down to yeah, like making our decisions here. So first things first, it's we've come across the decision that it's probably not the dragonborn. I don't believe it's uh, Rosé either, and it's. I'm not discounting her yet. There's no reason, there's no evidence one way or the other that it would be. The fact that this is on a stage and it's acting like a play kind of reminds me of her and just her, I don't know. Her grandiose nature? Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't think the, if the skeleton, not skeleton, but the, the, the undead dude was behind this, we would have a stage. It would just be a shitload of traps. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. I the uh, crazy man. I still don't want to rule out because I still think that it's very suspicious. Where is the light emanating from on the stage? Is it just like ambient? It's emanating from the diamond on the ring that Shade is holding. Wasn't. There was something about Rosé that she was wearing that was um, very specific. It was like a diamond or something. It was like. a brooch. It was a brooch or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's wearing a protective brooch. That's right. What did the brooch have on it? I don't think we got that far. But I remember it protected her from the darkness. She said a friend had given it to her. Yeah, a friend. She's kind of cryptic about it. But she said it protected her in the darkness. Feeling better about? I'm feeling uh, like Rose might be more guilty. Those are good points. Okay, but what would be the driving force here? Is it just out of greed? Is it out of want to make money? Is it chaos? What motive sells here? Uh, greed and just wanting to fuck with people. 
and then possibly be power in uh, touch with Miss uh, Sunder, who might have been the one to give her that amulet. Roached. Either the Sunder or the bad creature could have given her the amulet. It's true. I think she's probably an agent of a larger force. I don't think she's the, the ultimate. Now, bad guy. When Shade says one being, he means one living breathing creature on the stage, right? Or at least sentient creature. Yeah, sentient. Okay. Are we to assume that that ring itself is not does not have some sort of sentience to it? How would we know? The one ring to rule them all. Well, I'm kind of grasping at draws here, but what if that ring is like a portion of a crystal? Yeah. Well, his name is Shade. Yeah. Bird's name. Well, yeah. What was the last part of the crystal we found? Lumina. Which means light or moonlight or something. Found shade part. Yeah. How far away are we from the stones? What stone? The in the in the ring. In the diamond. I mean, he's up on the stage. Let's say the stage is six, seven feet off the ground. You guys are like maybe five, ten feet from this theater. Could you? No, don't. Does that look like a um, a normal diamond? Or I mean, obviously it's probably magical, but detect magic. It'll knock me down. Besides, I didn't prep it anymore. We're, we're trying to focus on a lot of different things, and it's kind of just making this very, very difficult. Yeah, so yeah. one per, literally one person at a time. We've already covered Dragonborn. We're going to cover uh, the undead guy next. What do we know? He likes traps. He had a green lantern outside of his house, very similar to the purple lantern outside of the safe house. It's not entirely an unreasonable thing to assume that two people would have lanterns outside their house. Well, green and purple, those are kind of strange colors. But was the flame themselves green and purple, or was it just the uh, coloring of the lantern? The flame uh, itself yeah. on his house was definitely green. Yeah, the, the, the flames were different color. Okay. He probably knocked it down, but got the spell zone of truth, and we just cast it and asked which one of you did it. No, that's going to get shut down pretty fast. I, I feel like any attempt at magical persuasion or intervention here is going to be met with force and disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, there's one thing that we haven't asked, or we haven't tried, mm. that's asking Shade who he or she or it is. Is it one half of the crystal? Go right ahead and ask this. I feel like it's going to be fighting us in the end. <laughs> Ask Shade if he's, uh, how he fits into this equation. Is he uh, half of a crystal or what? I'll tell you what. I will answer that and any question, no matter if you get it right or wrong. All right. I'm, I still have the, the uh, um, frame. Again, we're, we're, we're moving away from people here. Um, yeah. So, 
what what purpose what point would there be to um what's his name again? Mickton. What point would there be for Mickton to cast this darkness? I don't think it was him because he's actively creating stuff to help people in the darkness. I'm not trying to give right. you guys answers. The underworld trader does not exactly make the great motive here. He's just capitalizing on profit. I, I'm not trying to give you guys answers here, but remember the first thing you heard about this city. You can always trust a guard. Is that what we heard? Yes. Yes, that was the first thing that we were told about the city. You can always trust a guard. And what was Mickton? He used to be a guard. Once a guard, always a guard. Yeah. So that just leaves... Mickton's out. Rosé and uh, Dwalin. And Dwalin we know absolutely nothing about. And technically the bird too, but that's kind of a shot. That seems like, yeah, that seems like a, uh, an obvious and probably deliberately wrong choice. Yes. I think, um, I think Rosé is much more likely than Dwalin. Well, Dwalin's a wild card. We don't know anything. So... Right, so... If this is supposed to be a test, it makes sense that there would be clues for us to find. Hold on. And if we Hold don't on. have clues for Dwalin, like... We, we're, we can still talk to the people on the stage, and we're not doing that. Alright. So, why don't we ask about Dwalin? Maybe Mickton sold him some stuff. Maybe he stopped by the brothel before he left. Maybe he had a running with the guards. Like, there's a lot of things that are in play that the other three might know about him and fill in some of these blanks. Wallen said he had been here for, what, two weeks? Right. Where were we two weeks ago? We were still in the north. No. We, I were, think we were in the jungle at that point. We were still in the jungle. Wow. Hmm. Okay. I wanted to, to ask questions for you. Yeah, you go right ahead. I have no idea. I know. I got to think about how I want to word the questions because, you know, that's important. So, Paris, you, you have the least um, probably understanding of the situation. Do you have any questions that you want answered? Um, no, not really. I'm just kind of soaking this all in. Right. Yeah. You know, the one person always saying, I need answers. There's <laughs> no answers to give. <laughs> okay. This is this is a pickle. So you always trust a guard, so I'm going to go to the Dragonborn and, and ask, did Dwalin ever, was Dwalin ever interrogated like we were about being part of the Chosen ones? Who, this guy? He points to Dwalin? Yeah. Never seen him before. Alright. Still the wild card. Have you guys ever been drawn here before? Or, because obviously other beings have been asked this question. I haven't. 
right. We should pose that same question to the rest of them. Yeah. They're all going to lie. Or the, the one who is actually responsible will lie. I we could ask the, Nickton. Yeah, Nickton. Or Nickton. Nickton. Have a name. <laughs> Alright, what do you ask Nickton? Same thing. Has he ever been pulled here before? Has he ever seen any of these other... Obviously, other than the captain, any of the other two individuals on the stage. Or three individuals, Well, I suppose I have seen Rosé several times in my not-so-unlife life. But no, I Did Dwalin ever buy anything from you? No, I've never seen him before, and I've never been here. Do you know most of the people in the city? I don't think anyone knows most of the people in the city. It's a big city. All right. Uh, Rosé, same question. Well, I know just about everybody on this stage, or at least I've seen them before. So what about Dwalin? What do you know about him? Some foreigner, outsider. No, that kind of goes with his story, though. He said that he, um... Was back in here? He was back in here, and we don't know exactly if he sought as much help as we did. But you said you had seen him before. Where? Well, he purchased some goods from my store. People? It's the only kind of goods I sell. And you also sell the roses. Well, those are for special oh. folks. <laughs> All right. And now I guess that leaves Dwalin. Ask him if he's remembered anything. Is he still only speaking Elvin? Yes. All right. I can actually ask that. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'd hate to say it's them damn foreigners, but... Build the wall. <laughs> Build the wall, of course. Um, Wallen, you know, I asked Wallen, have you ever been here before? But obviously, unless he has his memory, he's not going to remember. Yes, I've been here, but not before you all. After us? No, not like in front of you. So you came up to the stage and answered the question? I guess... He seems unsure. Hard to say. Wallen, I really need you to focus. Who was on the stage last? I was. You were on the stage. Yeah. But you were also not on the stage? No, I've I've been on the stage before. So somebody who's pulled twice. He just automatically left at some point, and mm. then all of a sudden, giants. Yeah. Well, that was after an hour of uh, or so of walking. Um, Wallen, do you remember if you have a sibling? Uh, no. No family. I'm not understanding the sibling. I'm not understanding the sibling question. Oh, I understand it. He doesn't know anything. The crystals, yes. when they awaken, don't know anything. They are weak and vulnerable and looking for help. But they always know that they have a sibling. Do they? Yes. 
No. Undine. Absolutely, absolutely they know no. they have a sibling. No. No? Was a monster. No, he was not. Once once we released him from the monster, he, he, he was not a monster before. But he was a monster, and he wasn't coherent or anything like that. This is very quick. They, that he actually knew that he had a sibling mm-hmm. while being a monster before we actually freed him. Mm-hmm. Listen, there could be something on him that is obviously blocking everything. Hey, uh, Gnome was not a monster before we met him. <laughs> no? Gnome was not a monster when he was split. It happened after when the Sunderer said, I can help you make this thing. Okay, and who's to say nothing has happened to Dwalin? Right, but they knew they had siblings. Hey, uh, Lumina, do you recognize Dwalin? Oh, so you're calling the spirits? Yeah, at this point. Okay. At, at any of them that are listening, yeah. Yeah, they, they always are. Like I said, their spirits are always with you. Right. Like, that's like so we ask them if they recognize anyone on the stage. Um, so yeah, the spirits sort of come out of you guys and, like, make themselves present. And at this happening, Shade covers its face with its wings and pulls the ring up into its body and, like, turns the light off. Hmm. Um, thankfully, you asked Lumina, the fucking spirit representation of light to come out. So guess what happens? It lights up. Uh, so the entire area is lit with magical light. And you Yay. can see Shade has sort of tried to hide itself almost childishly on the stage. Mm-hmm. And hold on a second. Um, the, the spirits say, they, the spirits tell you that, uh, that Shade is one of the other spirits. Uh-huh. Shade is one of the spirits. So, interesting that he's, uh, making this little, uh, show and tell. But that would explain why he's capable of this dispelling the darkness Probably. once we know who's behind it. So it's Shade. Shade is behind it. No, Shade is not behind it. Shade is one of the spirits. That's behind the darkness. He probably set up the darkness to protect himself. Strange way to protect yourself. Although I guess if you're going to hide as a villainous creature in the middle of the dark, surrounding yourself by the scum of the underworld would work. So is Lumina still there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask her, is, uh, Jade, um, corrupted, like some of the other spirits were, or is it, it's, uh, natural form? Um, so Lumina can't talk, right? She can use a puppet, yeah. So, Ogden, you offer your body as a puppet? So Lumina like hovers into Ogden's head and he's got like the little white flame glowy on his dome. 
<laughs> and through Ogden, Lumina says, Shade is not part of my crystal, but Shade is part of the wind crystal. Hmm. Interesting. The other half is elsewhere. But Shade is strong, if not proud. Okay. Strong is not proud. Mm. Mm. So if that's the case, maybe Shade didn't resurrect this, uh, or rise, raise up this, uh, this darkness to protect himself. It's the most malevolent spirit we've encountered, though. Yeah, so far. Playing games, bargaining with people. Hmm. At this point, uh, Gnome sort of, like, jumps up onto the stage and, like, grabs Shade by his tail and drags him over to the edge and just sort of, like, points at you all and goes, They're friends, Shade. They're friends. Stop the games. And so Shade sort of, like, flies back up off the ground a little bit and the, the, the ring comes down and casts light out again. And at that moment, the, the darkness dispels. Hmm. It wasn't. I don't think we ever get to know that. <laughs> so Shade apologizes and sort of kowtows to you all as as the perpetrator of the shade of the darkness. Ah, so it was him. We felt we fell for the classic double misdirection. Yeah. Not me. What is it? Um, the razor. Well, Hawkins razor. Razor. Sometimes the simplest solution. The right one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much exactly it. No, 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 that was good. Yeah. That was good. No, that was very good. It's just got <laughs> There was a lot to make us think that it might have been Rosé, but the motive wasn't there. And then there's so much yeah. just unknown about Dwalin. Yeah. He would have been the only likely candidate. Yeah, he, nobody he, else had any motive about that. He is the he is the reddest, fishiest herring I could have fucking put together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, All right. But yeah, so Shade Shade admits it was him. It was it was it the entire time, and mm-hmm. without his brother uh, Silphid, he has tried to just make a place for him to exist. Mm-hmm. And makes sense. What better place than darkness? For wind. No, he's one half of the wind crystal. He's the darkness part. Of which is interesting because Lumina is the other half of the fire crystal. You think you think that would be the shadow cast by fire? Yeah, you would think. Anyway. I don't pretend to know the inside. Can you say? My 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 theology on that is um, fire, by very nature of its properties, puts off a lot of light, and yeah. so Lumina is the is the. Um, <clears throat> that sort of aspect of fire. 
whereas mm -hmm. wind is invisible, silent, um, and, and it takes up it, it is everywhere that it is everywhere. So just like darkness, you can't see darkness, you just can't see shit. <laughs> darkness has no sound. Um, and then there is the fact that darkness is everywhere in the absence of light. Also, I needed to get shade in there somewhere, and I have no idea what fucking element darkness is. <laughs> yeah. So, it's kind of the weak... I mean, it, <laughs> it's kind of the weak one in all of this. I understand that. But the so, shoehorned one? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you can honestly fit him in with almost anything, actually. There are I mean, aspects of everything that have like, darkness. Cool. What was yeah. that, one? There's like that flapping thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that is that is Shade. Uh, he will be giving you all his blessing. And oh, very nice. you are all going to level up. Okay. I already know what I'm doing with that level too. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Sorry but, for spoiling your fun and not actually making a guess. Oh no, that's fine. No, that's totally fine. You guys we resolved the riddle. Yeah, you you guys you guys uh, did the thing. Like you didn't want to play the game, so you called on to divine <laughs> aid. And funny yeah. thing about the divines, they're really good at breaking puzzles over their knees because they're divine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I like that you didn't just go for that right away, and that you guys sort of bit your brains off a little bit. So. Yeah. But even so, though, I got halfway down the list of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But also, I kind of wanted to bring it to an end because I know we're already running super late. And, yeah, yeah, we are. And everyone wants to go to bed. So go ahead and level yeah, yourselves yeah. up for next week. I'll get your blessings from Shade put together. Um, so you'll receive those at the start of the next week's session. All right. Sounds good. And uh, Alrighty. thanks for tuning in. Like, as always, I am your host, Kenny, your dungeon master, and my party of adventurers with our ranger. That's me. Our monk. <laughs> That's me, Frodo playing Tetsu. Our dwarf, cleric. That'd be me, Hayden. Our paladin. That's me, Bork. And our Bork warlock. Field. I'm Lauren. Have I'm a nice Lauren. night. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.